We're live. I see Twitter. Twi- mm. Twitter always jumps out there and notifies first. Twitter yeah. is, Twitter is quick. On yeah. the cutting edge of technology. Yeah. But, uh, well, I, let me cut this music off here. Hold on. There we go. That's better. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to do the, oh, I got a YouTube notification. Let me make sure we're on Facebook. We've had to do this for 170 something shows now. May as well keep doing it now. Let's see. Yeah. And I am trying to get all, we had a few technical difficulties getting kicked off here for this show. Uh, on my end, mostly, not on your end. Well, you know, well, you know, I've got a much more stable connection down here uh, in the big metropolis of Bossier. Yeah, so... Uh, we, what's going on? What are we, we, we going to talk about? Let's do this. I, I don't know. There was a whole bunch of stuff. I, we've got some notes to go by. I put some stuff in the notes. I'll try to go by that somewhat. But, I mean, it's, there's just been a whole bunch of stuff, so it's going to just kind of be... I should have called this show the hodgepodge, but I called it Weston Rising because our good friend Weston Marriott has been, well, in the news quite a bit this week. Yeah, he has been in the news quite a bit. He has, uh, <clears throat> you know, look, I wanted to say this. I don't I don't know if uh, you had thought it, but, you know, it's actually kind of refreshing that somebody is really taking a load off of us on Bossier City. Yeah, look, it's, it's like we said, um, uh, you know, people are stepping up to the plate. Now, I've got a report that I sound muffled. How does my audio sound to you? It sounds horrible to me. That's what I'm. I'm sitting here adjusting my mic because you sound garbled to me. Oh, hold on, just a second. Yeah. So the the seventy folks and climbing, we are uh, trying to work through. See, there, Jessica Maddox. She says muffled. How, how many other people do I sound muffled or does Rex sound muffled? <laughs> we both sound muffled. What about now? Now there, there is Better? Rex. Better? Crystal clear, perfect. Okay. Yes. Just had to unplug and plug the mic back in. Look, I mean, it was fine, but it's called reseeding the connection. Yeah, I thought it was me, and the whole time it was you. Well, now Mike and Judy Dillingham say that we're both clear. So, do I sound good to you, Duke? You sound perfectly clear to me. I mean, and here's the problem is I've got to be able to hear clear because I'm half deaf anyway. I, <laughs> well, I don't you know, know, all those sirens, know. all those days on the fire department riding those fire trucks on, you know. Yeah, and I was going to, I was just fixing to say, I don't know if it was the years of the, the fire engines or the sirens or if it was all of the years of uh, the guns. I don't know which it is, but either way, I mean, some people wonder, like, you know, why is he wearing headphones? Well, I, I can't hear. I'm half deaf. My well, wife tells me all the time. And, <laughs> and there is another technical reason, because it helps reduce the feedback and echo, even though the software has echo cancellation. When you wear the earbuds or uh, earmuffs or whatever, it helps eliminate the possibility of your speakers coming back through the mic. So anyway, glad glad to have everybody watching. Glad that I've got my audio a little better. Uh, glad y'all let me know because it sounded okay to me, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it does to everybody. All right, so let's get back to what we're going to talk about tonight. 
Well, hey, I just wanted to shout out before we get into what we're going to talk about, everybody that's tuned into the show and coming. Boy, folks are fired up, and I'm glad because there's a lot to be fired up about. I see my bride is in the in the comments already. Jack Harville, yeah. of course, he's there. Jessica Maddox, Debbie Walker, Penny Davis, uh, Carrie Zyka, Val Baker, and you already said Mike and Julie Dillingham. Yeah. Lots, lots of good folks here. Uh, we're already up to 70 on Facebook, probably 80 or more through everything. So anyway, that's cool. And, you know, our comments on one of the posts that we made this week had people fired up, too. And we're going to talk about that because it was the magic two words. First church. <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah. First church always uh, seems to uh, produce. But. You know what? I this first church thing, I gotta tell you, it's really getting old. It is. And I, I'm I'm I am I'm really looking forward to this debate because you know, this really isn't just about first church first church. It's a lot wider issue than just that. It really is. It is, it is. So we'll get into some of that. All right. So, you know, we're up to about eighty people now. We've been online for about five minutes. Uh, you want to just go straight into the countdown and all that and come back and let's dive into it. Yeah, let's do the countdown. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody, hey, share it out. Tag a few friends. Help us, you know, build up the audience a little bit. We, you know, we we want folks to, uh, I mean, look, I don't care if they listen to me or they listen to Rex or whatever, but we do want you to listen to the content. It ain't about us. It's about the content the stories in Bozier, what's going on and being informed and not that we're always right, but you know, that, that helps spread the message and uh, you know, share it out, do us a favor, help us, help us get the message out. I agree. Okay. I'm going to hit the magic countdown button. Folks, y'all know the drill. Like Duke said, share it out, tag a friend, get some folks in to watch. We're going to talk about First Church. We're going to talk about the Tower of Taxes some more, a federal lawsuit against the city, and much, much more. We'll be right back. If folks knew a lot of the back office on the politicians that they think walk on water, uh, they would be shocked. You know, there's an old wound from a knife in my back that just is giving me heck lately and it's just really irritating so i have to kind of wiggle around a little bit well I, i've not heard my name in stable or baton rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time and i titled it a shot across the bow of the good old boys just you know they feel helpless they don't feel heard they have nowhere to turn some republicans as well believe that government has the answers and let me tell y'all something I don't know anything government does well, nothing. And aren't there laws that say that you have public meetings so that the public can have accountability of their elected officials? They're making a little bit of progress, but I would definitely have to give uh, give the race to Caddo Parish right now. I don't know, is there anybody from Plain Dealing watching, you think? As a member of the media, I'm very concerned about the what I've just heard. Did you or did you not requisition uh, money to fight against this or for you? We hire a, uh, a lobbyist that cost us $15,000. We were opposed to HB 600. So for this week, folks, the cockroach of the week, according to Bozier Watch and Duke Lowry and Rex Moncrief, is... 
Raymond Cruz legislative assistant, <laughs> Allie Feaster Smith. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> Well, I'm not thinking Star Wars at all. I'm thinking <laughs> zombie apocalypse. No way. Okay, it was not okay. David. You know it wasn't David Montgomery. David okay. ain't gonna jump off in there with Chris. He okay. do it. He'd soon spit on him as he would even look at him. Man, this is a Mickey D's Krispy Kreme wheat. Didn't you know? Who, who's paying y'all? And if you're driving on the roads, are you safe? Uh, it's in the road, yeah. Well, I know you're on the road, but I mean, is this all <laughs> folks coming from the border down there? Yeah, it's going to the border. It's actually going to Mexico, the buses. Doesn't mean they interpret it the same way that I do. For instance, the Second Amendment. I take it very literally. That's been interpreted different ways in the court system all the way up to SCOTUS. Yeah, that's only going to cause more division that he claims he doesn't want to cause and it's only gonna cause more suspicion. We're still right now combined on both pages in YouTube at 264 people watching. That is amazing, folks. Coleman Project, the Walker Place deal, through conscious shocking actions. The purpose of their actions was to stop plaintiffs, being the Ural Coleman and, and associated groups not, from developing Walker Place. But here's the key thing which in turn would enrich sitting city council members Scott Irwin and David Montgomery Jr. You hit the button. Does that mean that uh, people are like seeing us sitting here talking and well, chatting? In theory, you know, it's an every week thing. We got to double check and make sure it's like a miracle any of this actually works. This Bozier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 25 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting, reach out to Julie Ferris. Transact Card, unleash the power of your spending with Z-Bucks. Contact Renee Hall, Smarter Geek, making technology easier. David Johnson and Eagle Truck Center, soaring to new heights. And folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. Ooh, that's some mighty shiny looking paper you got there. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. I was trying to sort through all this killing of trees that all these politicians are sending in my mailbox. And well, now, know, wait a minute. You got to support the timber industry around here. But are you actually reading those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I collect them to try to see what promises all these jack wagons are making to the public. And that way they can be held accountable. Like, you know, my favorite one I've got, it's it actually is on my desk in my office is of Tommy Chandler and term limits. Can you oh, believe yeah. that? Yeah, that I can believe. Uh, well, look, but, hey, he, you know, he's been dragged kicking and well no, i wouldn't say kicking and screaming but he's been dragged into supporting term limits actually supporting them you know he signed the petition he's hey hey i gotta i gotta give an update i gotta give an update now look we haven't really gotten out there and talked about the new petitions have we even announced it it's not really even out there is it not really i mean so you know we're gonna talk about cupgate which was some of the controversy at the, uh, uh, let's see, what was it? The Parkway that, that Homecoming sounds, Park. 
That sounds ominously like a Sobo thing. Uh, it is. But I got to say, now, in all that, nobody said anything about us sitting there. We signed up, I don't know, between me and, um, let's see, who else was there? The Smiths and um, Brian Hammonds' wife and I think Shane's wife was there. Uh, between all of us, I don't know, signed up like 40-something people. Well, I thought the Colonel got 40 something people by himself. So well, he may have, he's, you know, he what, is an overachiever. What are you freaking doing? Using common core math? I mean, I good grief. So. it's that lobby math, you know, lobby. Oh, lobby. Yeah. Lobby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So, Hey, uh, <clears throat> a couple of things, mm -hmm. um, cut to Kokomo. Yeah. Let me, uh, I wanted to, I want to throw a shot out. I mean, a shout out to, the uh the family of the kokomo um a lot of y'all may not remember this if you were old bozier you'll remember the kokomo at uh shed road and benton road over there and uh the family of kokomo you know came in and uh signed the petitions today at uh, Acadiana Mortgage, uh, 1017 benton road and if there's anybody out there that wants to sign the petitions for the multiple petitions, and we'll go into that here in just a second. Again, 1017 Benton Road, Acadiana Mortgage. Y'all are welcome to come by anytime. If you even you just want to chit-chat and have a cup of coffee, come by. But we'd love for you to come by and sign the petitions. Yeah. And they came by today, and 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 this photo of the old Kokomo, um, you know, in which thank you to the current Bozier City political establishment for shutting down shed road at the railroad crossing right there. How, how could I leave that out for, you know, supposedly a overpass to Benton. Um, but credit to twin blends photography. This is theirs. Um, I really appreciate and respect all the old photos and Bozier and the history that they uh, documented. So credit to them on that. Yeah. They do a good job with that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of those photos they'll take and, uh, you know, I think that's part of their name, uh, blend them together with the current and the past, you know, to show the differences. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And if y'all look, if you look close and you pay attention to that right there, you'll recognize that uh, that's about where that, uh, um, well, maybe a used car lot now, but it was a florist uh, right there. Now, I want to point out something. So Thomas Shea says Colonel Crockett was signing people up at uh, Sunday at the South Bossier Farmer's Market. Now, uh, was the Sobo Farmer's Market the one that he got run off from, or was that the market at the Pierre Bossier Mall? Do we know? Ooh, boy, that's a touchy subject yes, right it is. there. My right off goodness. the bat. Right out of the gate, we're fixing to go political all out right here. So, <clears throat> boy, I don't know whether I want to touch this one or not, but here's the thing. <laughs> I had to mention it. I know I'll call you off guard. Okay. So we're, we're, we're talking about friends here. And the, the, the reality is, is this is a protected free speech. And the truth of the matter is, is that if the colonel wants to go collect signatures anywhere he can legally he can go anywhere and they they can't really stop him and uh no. well except that technically 
Now, let me throw a little monkey wrench in. So technically, that's private property, although a, the mall parking lot is considered well, a public well, I, space. Minute, I don't. I don't think it was the mall parking lot. If I correct, oh. I think this was the South Bossier lot down there. And okay. that's not private property. Uh-huh. But the bigger question here, the bigger question here is why would it be? Because because to the credit of the people who put together the farmer's market and, and the, the little market thing in South Bossier, to their credit, um, well, I shouldn't even say this. I shouldn't, I'm not going to say this because I'm going to say, let me say it this way. There is a hypothesis developed on this. The hypothesis is that they don't want, you know, anybody trying to sign up petitions or do that because they're fearful of Bossier City government trying to shut them down petitions from doing petitions and from doing anything. They're, they're worried that the city will step in and try to squeeze them. I, I, I asked, do y'all think that that would be a valid concern? Do you think this city government would have the propensity to try to put the thumb of the city on somebody that was shown to favor Surely they wouldn't. I mean, I mean, that's right on par with trying to suppress free speech and filing lawsuits against, you know, people that are trying to enact term limits. Uh, Surely they wouldn't do all that. Never. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I can understand um, their reservation because they they probably are fearful of their city government. And you know what? That's the sad part about this is nobody in Bossier City should be fearful of their government. They shouldn't be. Right. You should be able to, well, we'll get into that some more too, but you should be able to say what you want um, uh, with very few limitations. You know, so like we try to do on the show, if we throw something out there, we've at least vetted it somewhat so that we're reasonably confident there is an element of truth. And we have had to issue a few corrections from time to time. Um, but you should be able to be critical of your public officials. Full stop. You, you, you absolutely should. And this is going to be something that I'm going to rail on tonight. And probably before this show is over with, we're going to lose half of the people that watch us because I'm probably going to insult all of them. Oh, well, you know, and it's been, it's been a fun so, run anyway at 175 plus shows. So, you know. Yeah. And, but we didn't get where we're at by being nice or saying what is uh, politically correct or convenient for folks. But here's what I would say. When people start making decisions on what speech they're going to make or or what they're going to say or what they're going to do based on whether or not, you know, it will cost them monetarily. That's when you're losing your way. That that's when you're going astray. And if the farmers market people, if you're, you're going to stand in opposition to good government because you're fearful of whether or not it affects your pocketbook or not, you know what? Maybe you don't deserve to be doing the farmers' markets. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm I'm just I'm just going to say that. 
and, and that, that's going to touch a nerve and piss some people off. Now, I want to make sure I'm correct. So, is that Chris, uh, Chris Graham's market? I don't is even know the name. I don't even know the names of the people. But here, I will tell you, I actually went down there and and when they were at the mall last year when we were doing the previous petition, and mm-hmm. I spoke to those folks about getting a booth, paying for it, not wanting nothing for free, paying for a booth, and they waved me off. <laughs> and I have reason to believe that even if they had a space available, they would not let us rent a space to collect signatures from Bossier City residents for any petitions that we put forward for good government. I don't, Mm. I I have reason to believe that they wouldn't do it. Well, that's a little ridiculous. So somebody let me know in the comments if the Sobo market or farmer's market that we're talking about, if that's run by the same folks that run the one up at Pierre Bossier Mall. And it, all that. it is I, it is the same people. Okay, so that's I, Chris I, and Beth Graham. Yeah, I know Chris. I, well, I, their, their drone footage and drone pictures that they use for the Pierre Bossier market up there, when they have those, I took those. Well, look. I, I've known Chris I, for I'm a not, while. I'm not saying, if his name is Chris, I'm not saying Chris or his wife. I'm not saying they're bad people at right. all. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But you take a political position to not to to exclude something you know don't be mad because you're being called out on that political position you know you you can't have it both ways you can't have your cake and eat it too that's true all right so and again if i'm wrong about uh chris and beth running that one then y'all let me know we'll make sure and correct the record okay so let's talk about the new propositions because we kind of we've hinted around it, uh, you know, when we were signing people up at the Parkway Homecoming Parade before the Cupgate incident. Um, okay, okay. So look, I can spit this off like clockwork. So, you know, when the council was like saying, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to have nothing to do with your term limits. In fact, we're gonna we're gonna fight it." with all the the resources of your tax dollars and we're going to fight it with all of our being because we want to stay here forever to make more statues so that we can put our names up everywhere after we're dead and gone so y'all will remember that when Bozier City goes bankrupt it was because of us I get it they're proud of that and they want to continue to you know make sure y'all all know who they were <clears throat> but um the fact of the matter is is it you know the term limits coalition we all came to the conclusion rex you included colonel crockett you know uh uh shane, shane, shane you know all, all the the folks you know everybody kind of came here and said hey you know what this is a great opportunity these these councilmen in their wisdom you know gave us an idea and the idea was was hey this enables us to go back in front of the people and not only take the term limits proposition back in front of them and let's get the year of birth that they say, because it's not on the petition, we don't know what the people are saying. We, we're, we're deaf, dumb, and ignorant. We can't understand it. That gives us the opportunity to go back and say to them, hey, they don't understand because your year of birth's not on there. They don't get it. But it, <laughs> we said, you know, while they're giving us that opportunity, hey, let's do another petition, you know, cause that's not the only problem with the city of charter with the city charter. There's lots of problems. And we said, you know what, maybe we just might can 
you know, redo the whole charter by petition by, by the citizens of Bossier since they've had over 20 years to amend the charter. And for whatever reason, I mean, I know the reason, but for whatever reason, they haven't amended the charter. They haven't got a, a good charter in place. You know, why don't we just do it? So we said the first thing is, is we're going to have to make it a little easier for us to amend the charter. So in the charter for all of y'all, the people to petition to change the charter, currently it says it takes 33% of you that, you know, of the electorate that voted in the last mayor's election, right? right? So we said, hey, you know what? Why should we make this hard on ourselves? Let's make it a little easier. And I'll tell you what, if they won't fix city government, we'll do it for them, but we're going to make it easier on us in the process. So let's reduce that number from 33% to 20%. We, <laughs> we'll just make everybody a city council person, everybody yeah. in the town. We, we could have changed it to 5% or 10%, but you know what? Hey, the, the margin needs to be a little high. Right. So we said 20%, that's a fair number that dropped it by a thousand uh, signatures that's a little bit more manageable. So we, we said, okay, we're going to go with that. That's easy to understand. So then we said, you know what, or, 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 or we're trudging along. And then we discover that, Hey, the city councils want to have secret meetings to try to <laughs> silence all of you out there. If you so chose to come to a council meeting and to speak, they didn't, right. they didn't want you to have a voice. They wanted to try to silence that voice and they have opposition to that, which goes against every tenant of this little document that was wrote when the founding of this country happened. So shamefully, I have to admit that we, we took the position, we took the position that we've got to do something about it and we've got to memorialize as a right of being a Bossier City citizen, that you can voice your opinion on issues that are voted on by Bossier City government. So we put another petition together that guarantees that every citizen of Bossier gets the ability to speak at a council meeting on any issue that's voted on by Bossier City government. So, and then, then finally, we've got the you know the original propositions as well for the term limit so you put it very nicely and very eloquently you, you did a masterful job of that i'm just going to put it pretty succinctly like i've been telling everybody as we were signing up people at the homecoming parade look the jackasses down you know at city hall didn't want to play nicely the first go around so that's fine we're going to start taking petitions and propositions and all that and shoving it down their throats We'll rule from Facebook. Everybody's a city council person. Yeah, so to Queen David and to, I'm going to say it, Vince Maggio, and to Bubba Williams, to Jeff Darby, and to Jeff Free. So after we finish these petitions and you finish putting up your fight, let your mind wander a little bit to what the next petitions will be. Think about it a little bit. And think about that statue that you pissed away tax dollars on that could have went to fix people's streets, that could have went to making Bossier City a whole lot better. Think 
think about that a lot because I got to tell you, uh, and we're going to cover this here in just a little bit, your names all over those statues. Um, I, I would say that's probably going to be a fleeting thing. <laughs> be careful what we wish for. All right. So that's the deal. Let me uh, also let everybody know if, if you want to see all of that, you can go to BossierTermLimits.com. That's BossierTermLimits.com. I'll put it in the comments. And, and, you know, we've shared out lots of the posts. And you can click on the uh, orange button there that says the new propositions right here, and it'll take you right to it. I'm also starting to compile some of the news uh, things from Channel 3 and traditional media and all that. There's also the sign-up deal if you want to help. That's an orange sign-up genius button. If you want to help and a map to um, uh, Barry Butler's uh, Swan Lake Laundry and also to uh, your and Kara's Acadiana Mortgage. If you want to, you know, go by there, swing by either place and sign Let, up. So anyway. Rex, uh, Rex, look, let me let me talk to everybody just a second. I want mm -hmm. you all, all to understand this. We we always and I and and look I'm going to jump off that hill just a little bit on Bozier City government, but I'm going to talk about a government in general, and I'm going to say something to all of y'all. We you all have an opportunity here to make a statement. You have a you have an opportunity to make a statement about government in general, and we've elected politicians in Bozier to represent you and to make changes, and they've not done it. You have the ability to completely control government and to completely rewrite it and to completely do as you will. And, you know, there's a few of us have been in this fight, but I want to say to the, to a lot of you that haven't been in this fight, you can make this so much easier by stepping up like Rex was saying and volunteering and helping us. It's called crowdsourcing. And when you crowdsource things, you spread the work out amongst a bunch of people and you you enable things to move a whole lot faster and a whole lot smoother. So for the first time, I think, Rex, in our show, we've got more people watching off of Facebook on other platforms than on Facebook, which yeah. thank you all for doing. Mm -hmm. But those combined numbers, you know, uh, pushing 160 something people if, say, for example, all of you 160 people, if all of you put your efforts together and just got, you know, signatures of uh, 10 people for the term limits, we're, we're almost halfway to all the signatures that we needed. Yes, that is very true. Uh, and as a matter of fact, so I'm going to show this shot right here. Hold on just a second. Let me switch screens. Well, looky there, Duke. We have a Bozier Term Limits t-shirt. I didn't even know we had it. I didn't I didn't either, but I got to tell you, I'm I am proud of the people that are stepping up to volunteer. You know, there there wasn't a lot of help last time. People I think didn't think that we could be successful. We proved that we can and you know, look all the folks that are getting on board now and helping, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. I mean, I can't say enough. I mean, you want good government. It's being proven by the people that are stepping up to the plate and helping volunteer. If y'all want to help get signatures, 
come by my office, 1017 Benton Road. I'll give you some sheets for you to go get signatures. I, I, I can't say thank you enough. It's a movement. We have started, all of us together have started a movement. And the term limits is what everybody is kind of coalescing around. And that's a great thing. All right. Moving on. So we kind of... We kind of skipped around and skipped to the bottom with term limits, but that's fine. Um, what do we want to we, talk about we, next? Well, I want to go back up into the pre-show thing because there's something that's been eating at me for days now. Day, really? it's freaking eating me to death, Rex. Hmm. So here's what I want to know, and, and here's where I'm fixing to make some people mad. I want to know in 2019 and leading up to 2020, all those people talking about Trump that, you know, he's going to get us into world war three and all those freaking people talking about, uh, BLM black lives matter. And, you know, mean tweets and all that crap. Where, where are all those people today? I, cause right. I, I mean, I remember who you are. I remember y'all. I remember you. And, and some of you may be watching right now. Why are you not tweeting your advocacy for cutting the heads off of children, for killing grandmothers and whole families? What, why are you not proud of that? Why are you not posting all of that on your Facebook pages and your social media? Where are you at? Why are you not advocating for your support for all of that? Because that's what you were advocating for in 2019, up, leading up to 2020. Where are you at? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like crickets chirping and silence from those very same people. But, you know, it, it, it's like, it's kind of like us. We've got our things that we get on our soapbox on. Now, in our case, we've got the city council, we've got the police jury, we had the Cypress District, and constantly yeah, no, feeding, no, constantly Rex, feeding no, us fodder. But no, hold on. Rex, stop a second. Stop but, a second. Okay, go ahead. I've got a teenage kid. And that as a result, I'm going to bite my tongue here. I'm going to bite my tongue here because I was fixing to use a word, but I've got a teenage kid that is draft age. And because of you freaking idiots, the potential for him to be drafted, if we have all of this go down, is because of you. And you don't have enough of a damn spine to own your position. Own it. If my son has to go off and die because of you and your idiocy, it's because of you. And if you if you cut if you meet me in Sam's or Walmart, if I break your freaking jaw or worse, own it. I agree. Now, let me just say this though, because I've got three boys at a draft age. So the only Slight counter argument that I have to that is it depends on how badly this situation over there devolves. Israel's perfectly capable of taking care of themselves. As a matter of fact, honestly, they don't need our money. They don't need our equipment. They really don't. We just send it to them to be nicely. Now, I know we're playing both sides of the fence and sending equipment and money to the other side of the fence. As now, well. we don't even have to send equipment, Rex. Because right. of all of these idiots that did what they just did, they left enough. They left a whole army's worth of equipment over there in Afghanistan because all these people were offended by mean tweets 
and oh, by golly gee willikers, he's going to get us into World War III. Well, guess what? Your your ignorance is getting us into it now. And I would agree. He, he was the last he, buffer between us and real potential for World War III. So all of you watching, Rex, go to cut one. Go to cut one. I remember... Because there's countless, there's countless numbers of you that that I had this dialogue with in debate. And I screenshotted all of that crap. All of y'all back then on 2019. So I want you to come on and I want you to defend this because you were defending BLM back then. You were you were attacking Trump as gonna start the next war, doing all this crap. Well, that that by default puts you in favor of all of what's happening over there. That you're you're on board with it. So own it. But but you know what? These cowards, they're not gonna own it. In fact, these cowards, they're going to they're going to be standing, Rex, behind you and behind me when we have to pull out our AR-15s, when we have to pull out our Glocks. These cowards that were so bold to stand up in 2019 and 20 against the evil Donald Trump, you know, they, 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 they're going to be standing in the background and it'll have to be behind people like you and me with a spine that are going to fight to defend all of us. And these freaking terrorists have been flooding across an open border for years now. For years, they weren't doing it during Trump, but they're flooding across now. And all of these cowards are going to be nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. I, I, I'm i sorry to everybody about me losing my crap, but it has been eating at me. I've about lost my mind over this, and i got to get it off my chest. Y'all just going to have to bear with it. You know, these... But, these but, go ahead. Well... Let me let me let you catch a breath for a second. So I'm going to play not devil's advocate. I'm just going to give a slight counterpoint. I'm not going to lay this all off on Biden as odd as that sounds, because that's the easy deal. This has been building for decades. All right. And the truth is neither the Republicans or the Democrats have had the spine to do much about it. And you can make the argument that in many ways we've exasperated the situation. Now, I fully agree that that the the very people who were preaching from the rafters that Trump was going to get us into World War III and, you know, he was a cowboy and Yahoo were completely wrong. He's probably or, or was probably the most anti-war president we've had in a long time, a long time. With a, without a shadow of a doubt, and all of those, y'all think of the adjective that I'm thinking of. You you fill in the blank there. Are nowhere. Where are they all at? Because I mean, look, own it. I because I can start posting the screenshots of your comments from back then. You made them. Just I mean, you, look, Rex. What do you always say? Once you put it on Facebook, it's out there for eternity. It's I mean, there. it's there. The reality is it's there and I know who you are, you know, freaking own it. <laughs> Say you were wrong. I want to see you. You will have my apologies for calling you out 
when you own it and say, I was wrong because your idea, your thought process, and you're following this liberal ideology, you've gotten us into this mess. And it's because of you that a lot of us are going to lose their sons and daughters. And God forbid, but the reality is all of you watching, you better have your house in order because it's not a matter of if, as Dan Bongino said, it arrives on the front door of your step here at your house. It's going to happen right yeah. here in our community. It's going to happen. And all those people, 2019, 2020, it's your fault. It's well, your fault. And like Julie Ferris said, I put it up on the screen. I'll, I'll put it up there again. Wolverines is the safe word. <laughs> Hate to laugh about it because it's not funny. Uh, it look, is a you, distinct possibility. You look, you guys. I'm I'm dead serious. You you better take this for real. I I can right. tell you. I can tell you right now, just in Bossier City, some historical evidence about casing of installations and things in Bossier City that have happened. And and we're not even talking about in times of war by Islamic extremists. Yeah. <laughs> it's preparation for it. I mean, I mean and, and, they, and, they didn't fly three airliners, you know, into the towers and the Pentagon. And well, I guess technically four airliners, Flight 93. Go, they didn't do that overnight. It took go, a while. Go to the Twitter link, Rex, that I posted in the notes. I want y'all all to look at this. Y'all don't y'all may not follow Twitter. And this is just some basic numbers from uh, the immigration people down there on the border. Yeah, I mean, these are some basic. Here. These are some basic numbers. I want y'all to put this in perspective. Think about what just fell into the middle of Israel. Now, take all these numbers for example, and what could all of these numbers of people that have just these are the, just the ones that have been caught. OK, not the ones that haven't been caught. Y'all think about all of these numbers. If the switch is flipped and they all just show up at, you know, the middle of Airline Drive or Highway 80 or Benton Road with an AK-47 and an AR-15 and just start randomly start shooting whoever or at the you mall you know or at in. the Century Tail or wherever. You know what's interesting about that list, though? Get Look and see what country is not on there. Saudi Arabia. Mexico. No, no. Saudi Arabia. Mexico. I don't see Mexico. Saudi Arabia. Literally, the 911 terrorists were all from Saudi Arabia. Why isn't Saudi Arabia on the list? I, I don't know, but the threat is real. I mean, all of those people that I mean, look, Trump wasn't the answer. He made a lot of mistakes. But all the people that have went down the road that they have went criticizing, this is you invited all this on here. It's not a question of whether it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And all of you, you're, it's your fault. You're not going to acknowledge it because you're cowards. You're not going to say it publicly. And, you know, I mean, we as a society – we don't like conflict. We don't uh, we don't like to uh, put things out there in the post. It's one of the things why we started the show. We started the show 
to air things that people were uncomfortable with, that people didn't want to talk about, and that you know we would take the arrows to just put it out there and force the public to have to acknowledge it and have to talk about it. Well, you know, there's a lot of you that what is going to happen and what has happened, it's your fault. You own it and you're not going to acknowledge it because you're a coward. It's that simple. I can't argue with you a bit. And like Jessica Langley Maddox says, Trump is one man, but he had nothing but opposition. So, uh, look, I, I don't know what to say except Israel's been here before or in a you know similar situations they're pretty badass as long as this doesn't devolve into a wider conflict that's the thing it's got to stay contained right there for now or this could get bad especially considering the ukraine situation you add all those together it's not good i think it's impossible for it to stay contained and i i i only pray to the good Lord above that it's not going to be my son or daughters that end up having to pay in blood for it as a result of some of my neighbors who are idiots, absolute well, idiots. And when I break your jaw after it's over with, you you need to say, thank you. That that's all you've got from me. Well, uh, I hate to make light of that at all, but at least David Montgomery made sure to point out that there is a statue to women veterans at City Hall. Did you realize that? Do you remember that? We're going to yeah. play some of the video here in a minute. Yeah, well, Glenn Vogel and all the city employees, that firefighters that died rescuing the two city employees that died in the uh, sewer main and Trey Hutchinson and all that, where's their statue? You, 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 you tell me that David Montgomery, Bubba Williams, Jeff Darby, and Jeffries' names on a statue are more important than citizens of Bossier that gave their lives for the city of Bossier. I'm sorry. It's an insult. And, you know, quite frankly, Bubba Williams, you particularly, I'm embarrassed that you have the gumption to put your name in granite on the side of a stat. It's embarrassing to me. It's an oh, insult. It's an insult. It's going to get worse because when I roll this video, which we've already covered before, but I don't think it's sunk into either one of us. David literally equates when they're talking about the, the initial funding, when they voted to fund that stupid monument to Walt, Walter, uh, Walt I Bigby senior, David equated it and went on his tangent. That's the video I was trying to find. And Colonel Crockett helped me, actually helped me find it. Uh, that's the video where David gets on his soapbox. And basically, he doesn't say it, but he goes off on a tangent about the memorial to the women veteran, which rightfully so women, you know, veteran combat veterans and all that deserve to be memorialized. But he tried. He basically equated that stupid tower of tax dollars, as Shane calls it, to the women's veteran memorial. Uh, we're going to play that, and that's really going to piss you off. All right. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, 
I had a good friend in Lions Club, and I'm not going to say his name. He was an older gentleman. He died probably 10, 15 years ago. And uh, he was telling me a story about how World War II, he was telling me a story. He was telling me a story about how um, he tried to join the military, tried to go overseas, Bozier City resident, lifelong Bozier City resident, Jesse Means. And he was telling me about how they wouldn't take him. He couldn't go, so he had to stay back home. And he was talking about how when the plane loads of dead service members were being flown back to Barksdale and his job was to unload all the bodies as they were being flown back. And, you know, there's so many stories of people of embosure, of heroism, and things that are worthy of recognition for David Montgomery and Bubba Williams and Jeff Darby and Jeff Free to place themselves above the level of people that have gave like that, it is disgusting to me. It is disgusting to me. And I'm, I hate to say this because I considered some of those people friends, but it, it, it is repulsive to me. And you should, you should resign from office. That's how ugly this is. You, you are the epitome of bad government and I'm, I'm tired of listening to it. I'm tired of you putting yourself up above people who are worthy because the truth of the matter is, is you're not worthy. You're not. And if that's an insult to you, you know what? I'll meet you out behind the freaking company man shack tomorrow and we can settle it. We can settle it. But yeah, I... you're, you're a horrible person. There's countless stories of people that are deserving of recognition. You're not one of them. Sorry, you're not. All right. So I went back and did a little digging and found the ordinance. It's ordinance number 41 of 2017, where they renamed the Parkway North Road Project to the Walter O. Bigby Carriageway. All right. And so here you can, you know, it goes down the longer list. And, I, you know, some of this I really didn't know until I actually read this ordinance. Uh, Mr. Bigby served in the Navy, honorably discharged, um, got his law degree from LSU in 52, did all this stuff, served as a dis distinguished member of the house, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's all fine and dandy. All right. And, you know, I don't know, naming the roadway after the guy. So they had to change some of the street signs. I'm not so much against that, but I wanted everybody to know that that part of it was done. March the 21st of 2017, okay? And I want you to see, it's interesting. Look right here, if I can uh, put a little arrow to them. Look who the nays are for that. Darby and Williams. They didn't even want to name, or then, in 2017, they didn't want to name the roadway. And this is important because... Fast forward to 2023, we're going to go back and review the January 24th city council meeting of this year. David Montgomery refers back to the naming of the carriageway. And 
he basically feeds, and I didn't catch it then either. He basically feeds us all a line of horse shit again, which is his you, norm. You, you know, and and I may before the show over, I will apologize. You know, to the there's almost 150 people watching. I'll apologize to all of y'all up front, including Darby and Williams, if I get any of this wrong. But I got to tell you, I'm so pissed off, Rex. I, I am I am mad beyond words about everything, and especially this going on in Bossier City. But this, the I'm going to say it like it is. I'm going to say it like it is. You, you know what has happened in Bossier City? Here's what happened. <clears throat> You had a check and balance in the past of David Montgomery, and that would go back to the time. And and David Jones, if you're watching, I don't give a crap if you're watching or not. You know, uh, and you can be mad at me or not. I mean, there's there's good and hot and cold with David Jones, but David Jones was a check and balance of David Montgomery. And when David Jones checked out, there was no more check and balance of David Montgomery, and Jeff Darby. And Bubba Williams, they threw in with David Montgomery and allowed David Montgomery to do whatever the hell he wanted to do, and they never pulled his reins back. They didn't do it. They didn't do their job. That's the truth, and prove me wrong. Prove well, me wrong. It's, you can uh, look it, at the calendar, and you can see the decline from that point. It's it, I can't argue with that. I really can't. So now we know who to blame. It's David Jones's fault for the rise of David Montgomery. <laughs> all right so we're gonna go back uh in a time machine and oh let's see jessica langley maddox says don't forget scott Irwin." who can forget scott Irwin?" all right oh, oh yeah and and that brings me to a point so i want to bring this to a head <clears throat> so rex tell me what is the understood story regarding the lawsuit of Link Coleman and Bozier City, what 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 do oh, you that, know? That it's, of, what do you know of that? That well, other than what we actually know, but it's sealed records, and you can't mention it, or you'll get arrested and thrown in federal prison. That's exactly right. So you you know what? <clears throat> I was told that that's all BS. That it's a lie. Yeah, I was told I, it was a lie. So it's not like. I mean, is it that far of a stretch to think that the city council's full of it? Well, so I will tell you, yesterday, Rex, you know this, but to the public, we filed a public information request to the mayor and Charles Jacobs requesting a copy of the gag order or sealed records or any correspondence to prove that there actually is one, because we're told there's not one, that that's all a lie. Yeah, I I even asked a certain friend of ours to um, show me the gag order or, 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 you know, can he find a record of it or whatever? And he was like, well, no, that's just what we were told. I was like, by who? He was like, uh, well, I think by the judge in a restaurant. True story. And you know who yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Well, but here's the thing. So, uh we sent a request if you remember rex uh, maybe a year ago or so we sent a request for <laughs> we sent a request for 
the uh, rate that the law firm that's representing on the continuing settlement in that. And we were told by city attorney Charles Jacobs that they couldn't disclose that information. You know, part of all the quote unquote supposed gag order right. or, or whatever. Well, it's, it's either gag order, it's work product or whatever they want to use to, you know, hide all that, which is complete BS. It's all public tax dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's all a bunch of horse shit. Pardon my French. And, and my wife said don't use a cuss word because if y'all are old people, no offense, but that the old people don't want to hear you use a cuss word. Well, you know what? Uh, there comes a time in life, there comes a time in life where you've got to get down in the gutter. And just like in uh, Israel right now, they've got to get down in the gutter and they've got to do, like it or not, there's a time for peace and there's a time to handle business. And you know what? Today we're in a time, it's time to handle business and whatever it takes. <laughs> Terry Norris hey, says, I, just don't I, drop I, an F-bomb. Right, we'll try I, not to, Terry, but you know. I warned you, Rex, about a show tonight. I warned you. I told you. Look, it's why, and people think I'm lying, I drink a glass of ice sweet tea every show. I don't drink beer. I don't drink Crown, which is my favorite, because we'd really say some stuff then. All right. Yeah. So let's... Let's shift gears, uh, and we're going to a time machine, all right? This is from the January 24th, 2023, January the 24th of this year, from the Bossier City Council regular meeting. Now. Yeah, but Je Jeff Sadow, Jeff Sadow, Jeff Sadow makes a comment. Jeff, I want, I want, to, I want to point that out. <clears throat> Look, jo Jones did make bad decisions. Jones did. And I'll, I'll tell you this, he was there when you had the Halfen brothers running wild and free down there, running over every fireman and police that they could run over down there. I mean, I will say, as someone who was down there being run over by the good old boy politics, you know, the councilman had some limitations as to how far and what they could do. But I, I, and I can, I can pull the document up. I got it. You know, I sent a letter to the council requesting to speak to the council as a firefighter in Bossier city regarding an issue of, that was a matter of public concern that was a threat to all of Bossier city. And I was declined by, and it's signed by David Montgomery. I still have it to this day. I ain't throwing that shit away, but you know what? When, uh, you're a councilman there, and especially when you're a minority, there's only so much that you can do. I'm not giving David Jones uh, a complete pass. I mean, but I'm wondering, what do y'all think your expectations of an elected official should be when they see wrongdoing? And if they can't beat it, if they know that they can't win, how far should they go? What, what is y'all's expectations of an elected official as to what actions they should take if they can't beat the system? Should they tap out? You want me to Or answer. Go ahead, Rex. By all means, I think I know what you'll say, but I, yeah, go pick ahead. Pick me, pick me, pick me. No, uh, it's real easy. So even if they, we've said this ad nauseum, even if 
your vote is not going to change the outcome of something. You still vote the correct way. And number two, use that damn microphone. I mean, make, make them have you escorted out with the marshals. Literally, because that will generate more press. And use the bully pulpit, as it's called. Use the dadgum microphone. You know, you, well, you know what I want to call a news agency. Well, then, bring all the well, public then, attention that you can to it. How do you think we're able to well, then, get all this stuff done that we're doing? Well, then why don't Chris help? Smith? Why don't Chris Smith and Brian Hammond stand up at the mic and Tommy Chandler at the next meeting and say, "You know what? I'm not respecting these lawyers telling me I can't talk about issues." that are a matter of public concern to all the citizens of Bossier City, and I'm not respecting that. I'm going to say what i got to say and what I believe regarding all this crap. But they well, don't do that. that uh, Hammonds does or has some. I'll give him credit. Chris has tried, and, and maybe Chris is getting a little better, so I'm not c trying to carry the water for him. They're the closest thing we've got to that. But the fact is, they should be louder. Period. I mean, they, I don't have any other answer for it. When when you have when you have good government that is not to the benefit of the citizens to which it serves, the elected official has an obligation, you know, to stand up and say what needs to be said. To their credit, to to you know, Chris Smith and brian hammonds they they have stood up a bunch they absolutely have and, and i don't i don't mean to uh be as critical as i'm coming across on but you got to do more because yeah. look I, i'll got, use use tommy for the guinea pig tommy should have done a lot more than he has I, lately on the term limits we found common ground with him but tommy's a prime example use the damn microphone besides taking picks when you go have a ribbon cutting tommy that, that if you would do that one thing you would get a lot of people behind you that have looked you know are starting to turn the other cheek towards you anyway i'm sorry no you're right you're 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 absolutely right and anyway right. we, we can keep, keep droning keep on and moving. on Ashley Lee Bullock has a good point she says the citizens also have a responsibility to vote these jack wagons out of office Yes, and we're gonna they're going one way or the other, whether we vote them out or they get term limited out. But anyway, we'll get back to that. A okay. A Ashley Ashley has a great point, but but the citizens are at a disadvantage. Right. For example, I'm gonna I, I, how can I leave Juliana Parks out of this? <laughs> we had a resolution at the Republican Parish Executive Committee to call for an investigation by the ethics board of David Montgomery and Manshack regarding the water line to the port. And who stood up in opposition to it? Juliana Parks. And Juliana Parks says, you know, well, um, you know, I can in good conscience, you know, go for that because, uh, you know, they, they don't have a chance to defend themselves, you know, the, the, and, and an individual can bring that, you know, Totally dismissing the fact that, okay, the RPEC is an elected body of Republicans of the parish who, if called for that, that has a little bit more meat than one individual citizen. And it also takes 
the spotlight off of that individual citizen. But my point about bringing it up about Juliana Parks is you've got people like that who stand in opposition to transparency and oversight and the public doesn't know the majority of that. They don't see those things, those behind the scenes things of people trying to stand in the way of transparency and good government. They don't see it. Yeah, well, and we got plenty of video from the most recent PEC meeting. I could, I'll wait till next week to do it. That's another story. But anyway, there's plenty of video and snippets that we can pull out of there. I want to bring up a comment Greg Bell says, but the higher percentage of citizens are ignorant and think many of these liars walk on water. Now, Greg, that's true, but social media is starting to change that. And specifically, us covering the city council and talking about the things that we do and the police jury and all that Saddle's articles. Now Wes and Sobo live, those two guys down there on the sidewalk talk, starting to talk about some of it that's starting to change public perception, the term limits efforts, even the dinosaur media coverage of the term limits efforts. All of that is beginning to change public perception and educate people as to what's really going on. So you're correct, Greg, but I think it's starting to change. All right, so let's, uh, I, I want to do this right here. So I'm not, <laughs> go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, I'm looking at our notes and we are, I don't, I have no clue where we're at on the notes and it's my I fault. I don't either. I, well, I had a, I've had a lot to get off my chest. This election season, okay. hey. I hear all of this freaking blow hard, hot air coming out and all these and it ain't even people running for office. I mean, well, we're we're somewhere down in the Tower of Tax Dollars area, and you know what? It's our show, so we can do it like we want, and we appreciate all 125, 130, oh, actually probably close to 140 people watching right now. We appreciate every one of you. If folks don't like it, they can scroll on by. We're gonna start their own yeah. show. I'll, Look, you know, we'll be glad to show I, you how. Y'all right. freaking comment because I want to hear what you think. I yeah. look, you don't make me mad if you don't agree with me. If you think right. I'm wrong, I want I, let's talk about it. I want to hey. throw your two cents and mine out there, you know. And and I gotta say, it's kind of fun watching David Jones and Jeff Sato go back and forth in the commentary. I'm not gonna put all those comments up there, but so you know, interesting discussion. Just like, well, we'll we'll get to that with the whole first church debacle and then Cupgate. I, it, just blew up on Facebook. All right. Well, and Greg, I'm jumping Greg around. Bell, Greg Bell's talking about the DA and the 26 JDC. Look, Greg, that interests me as well because Rex, did you hear about the the uh, the guy down there in Desoto? Desoto, yeah, the Desoto yeah. Uh, clerk of court being arrested last for electioneering. Show, yeah, for elect. Yeah, how is it that last show we talk about a candidate for Secretary of State? palling around in the Benton courthouse with the district attorney electioneering. Why he was he been not arrested? arrested? Yet. Yeah. I, well, all right, we'll get to some of that. Let's move on. Cause I want to use David Womack's favorite phrase of ours, circle back to this damn monument and the tower of tax dollars. So this is the quote that I want everybody to hear. First of all, you can go back to this January the 24th, 2023 meeting, and uh, Alice Boyer has some great comments against the monument, and she's one of the, actually, the only people that spoke up against it, and for term limits, 
But I want to skip ahead to Queen David's comments about this. All right, here we go. Let's see. Let me make sure I've got everything turned up. Alice Boyer's a rock star. I got to yeah, tell you. Is. I mean, I I appreciate her stepping up. I mean, regular citizen that has stepped up to the plate and letting her voice be heard. You know, that's what it takes. You, you've got to make a little bit of sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely correct. But So I'm not trying to take away from hers, but um, let's uh, let's go ahead and play this right here. Hold on just a second. All right, here we go. To you, ma'am. Phyllis, I'd like, for the record, if you could pull the minutes of when we um, went through the process of naming the Walter O. Bigby Carriageway, and there was a lengthy discussion regarding this. My fellow council member, Mr. Williams, and I had some good right. discussion about hey, it. But I'm going hey. to pause right there. Did you hear that? Yeah. I, I did hear that, but how pissed is he going to be when we do a petition and rename that to the overpass to Benton? He is well, going to lose his crap. Not just that. You know, I went ahead and I, I took his advice since Phyllis didn't actually do it. And I pulled those minutes up. Now, you just heard him. He alluded to the fact that in the minutes was going to be this lengthy debate, right? Yeah. Over the deal. Okay. Hold on just a second. Here are the minutes from that meeting. And nowhere in here, they did the roll call, the motion to approve the minutes, the motion to include the new business deal, motion, blah, blah, blah. The unfinished business right here. Um, let me try to make that a little bigger. Agenda item called. Here's those minutes. Mr. Williams, Mr. Larkin, and Mr. Harvey gave the reasons for their votes. That's it. So I'm going to go back and replay that. He makes it sound like in the minutes, if Phyllis, if you'll just go pull those minutes and make sure and include them, there was a lengthy discussion, blah, blah, bullshit. Excuse language, folks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Here's the actual minutes. I went and pulled them, David. Baffle them with BS or dazzle them with brilliance. He loves to baffle with BS. Now, let me go back over here. All right. Well, well, here's what I would say. Bubba, the clock is ticking. The time's running out. You don't have much time. You know, uh, you know, you, Bubba, Don, Bubba Don did comment on my post sharing out Wes's lawsuit, and he did comment that he didn't get sued. I don't know if you saw that one well, or not. All right. Look, I, I don't I don't care about all that. The fact of the matter is, is Bozier City has a long and storied history about having meetings that, you know, shouldn't have been happening. I mean, everybody knows that. Oh, there, dude, no, surely no they meeting. don't surely they don't have meetings after the meeting. That was I, I don't that was I don't, accidental. I don't care about all that. But what they I just do slipped care up about, into the Bubba, meeting. Bubba, you know, these shortfalls. I want I Bubba show me. Show me. Show me. You know, you you raised it last meeting. You started talking about shortfalls. I want you to expand on shortfalls and what you were talking about in the very next meeting. I want you to why is that significant? Why did you say that? I want I want you to make it crystal clear 
at the next council meeting. I want you to bring it up. Tell the public. Tell them the truth. All right. I'm going to replay what we just heard Queen David say, but I'm going to let it roll on. Okay, so here we go. To you, ma'am. Go sit down, Alice. Phyllis, I'd like, for the record, if you could pull the minutes of when we um, went through the process of naming the Walter O. Bigby Carriageway, and there was a lengthy discussion regarding this. My fellow council member, Mr. Williams, and I had some good discussion about it, but I think it would be advantageous for people to understand the man that we're honoring um, that came from Bossier City and what he's done for this state. And if I'm not mistaken, from our history and the foundation of this country, we've always honored those people that have stood up for the people and done things. And the, I would hate to see the day that we do not honor those men and women Right out here, we have a monument. Phyllis, what's the name of it? It's For the, the female veteran. Female veterans. You see world. how he went straight from Walter O'Bigby Sr. and all the fellow politicians and trying to equate that. Uh, granted, some of them may be veterans, but trying to equate that to a memorial for women veterans? Okay. I'm going to help them out here. King or Queen David or whichever you find the most insulting, that's the one I want you to uh, acknowledge that I'm recognizing you as here. And Jeff Darby, Bubba Williams, and Jeffrey, all of y'all, here, here, here's the free advice. I want you to right now, out of your own pocket, I want you to go pay to have your names taken off and choose one of the men or women who have sacrificed their lives on behalf of Bossier City in the line of duty to be placed on that monument. That's what I want you to do. That will restore my faith in you potentially having some loyalty to someone other than yourself you know, for Bossier City. That 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 would give me hope. That would give me hope. Do it. Otherwise, keep making a monument to yourself. And just buckle up, Ruth Pope Johnston, because you're going to find out, well, we don't know who the four other silhouette deals actually represent, but we do have a list of names that are also going to be on the statue. And I don't remember any women veterans being there, but maybe so. All right. So here we go. Let's continue on listening to Queen David. Remember, January the 24th of this year. And to me, that, that speaks a lot for the uh, female veterans of not only this community, but the United States of America. And I think America. that our monuments serve a purpose to remind us of those that have gone before us and what they've done to change our lives and provide Are there any the freedom. Rick, did y'all did y'all hear that? Are Those there that have gone female, before us and changed our lives. Now are there any remember that? Fem, are there any female veterans' names on that monument? I want to know. Pam Gloriosa. Was she a veteran? I don't know. Oh well, she may not have been a veteran. She a female name. I, I, I mean, maybe how, she's a veteran. I don't know. How much more? of this 
this freaking crap from this guy is Bozier City going to take? How much more do we have to tolerate? How much more is Jeff Free, Vince Maggio, Bubba Williams, and Jeff Darby going to allow this guy to inflict on Bozier City? How much more? I, I mean, I, they right. they have no spine. They have no spine. Will not stand up against the man. Yeah, and uh, Robin Triplett Simmons says, if Queen David wants his name on a brick, he can pay $100 for a brick at Airline Alumnus Garden. Uh, so that brings up a good point. I wouldn't have, a, I've said this before, I wouldn't have a problem with this monument if they would have raised private funds. I mean, the city could even donate them the little plot of land in the roundabout, but they should have raised well, private funds for this. Yeah, but Rex, that's not even getting into the issue of the safety issue of having a monument in the freaking middle of a roundabout. Tell right. me about that, because I know you've studied it. Yeah, I have studied it, and we're going to be doing, well, I don't have the information tonight, but basically it's not a good idea to put something to block the view in the roundabout, uh, you know, unless you can see through it or see around it real easy. But, yeah, you're right. That's a whole other conversation. All right. So let's let's continue on. Here we go. Since uh, David Jones is puking in the comments, we'll make him puke some more. We each enjoy every day. So if you could, please, we'll have that available for anyone that would like to see um, the decision that was made and why it was made to honor this man from Bozier City. Yes, sir. I can have those available in, in my office. Thank you. And I'll also link it, um, make that notation on the minutes where it is on the website. Thank you. Hmm. You didn't do that either. All right. So here's the vote on the monument just to remind everybody. Before, do we have a motion and a second? Yeah. Okay. And uh, no more comments, so please cast your vote. They'll show us the vote. Okay, thank you. Okay. Wait, let's, let's they didn't show names. us the vote. Yeah, well, uh, I guess there, there we go. Your school? Wait a minute. I can tell you, uh, Hambone okay. and uh, Mr. Smith, Before, they didn't vote for it. They're the only All right, ones. Hold on. okay. And uh, no more comments, so please cast your vote. All right, let's see if I can stop it because she just flashed it up there. So I didn't pull the minutes for this meeting. Slow that down to half speed, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Hold on, folks. Pa patience. Okay. Yeah, amateur uh, journalist okay. here. Let's, yeah, slow let's motion. Your names. Come on, flash uh, it up there. My name is Grace. Ah, oh, guess what? Uh, Duke, there were no names. It didn't show the no vote. Oh, uh, no. my name is Grayson. It said no against. So we'll have to clarify that with Mr. Smith Wait or Mr. Hammonds, or I'll have to pull the minutes. Wait a minute. Okay. Let's, let's okay. Hear your names. I don't really want to watch uh, this whole motion. Hold on, folks. Bear with us. Grayson. Okay, Chris is in the comments, yeah. and he so wrote that wasn't a vote for or against the monument. It was, oh, that was the vote to approve the reading of the bids. Okay, thank you for clarifying and reminding me of that and reading the deal right there. Okay, so so Chris is correct. That was for 
approval well, of the reading of the bids. Well, uh, either way, thank you, Chris. why is Chris Smith's name not on the monument? I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. What, That's what, a good why isn't Tommy Chandler's? I mean, shouldn't we put Tommy Chandler's on there? Isn't he uh, worthy? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Vince Maggio? I mean, Vince Maggio ought to be on the top. Yeah, he should. Now, there was a lot more in that meeting we've already covered in the previous episode, so I'm not going to go through all the rest of that and make y'all puke even more. All right. All right. Yep. All right. It's like uh, a broken record. All right. Yeah, all right. Where let are me, we going now? Well, let me just say that there has been finally some dinosaur media coverage. I, I guess I really shouldn't call Channel 3 Dinosaur Media. They're finally catching wind and, and keeping an eye on all this as well. So they've covered this, and so has KSLA. So I do want to give them a little bit of a shout-out that they're, you know, finally catching up and trying to yeah, stay on this. Yeah, and I will say, look, I will tell you from getting calls from the advocate and, and the different media companies, they are in tune to what's going on in Bossier. They're paying attention and they're, they're reporting on stuff. And even John Settle, John Settle is tuned in. He's on top of things. I'll give all of the dinosaur media credit. They're catching up They're, I mean, look, if, if we, just little old Bozier watch. If we don't do anything else ever again, if, if this is the best show we ever have and it's the last one we ever have, I will be happy with knowing that we spurred the media to start paying attention to local politics in Bozier to make it better for the citizens. I, I will feel like we've accomplished what we needed to do. I, I tend to agree with you. And look, it, it's... You know, we can't take all the credit for it. It is thanks to all the folks that are watching. You know, I, I, I don't know if you realize it, but uh, October the 6th is the anniversary of the first episode of Bozier Watch, the very first show. So I reshared that out the other day. And, uh, you know, we were excited to have, I don't know, you know, 15 or 16 people watching. Right now we're at uh, well north of 150. That's awesome. All right. That, we wanna, that is awesome. And we hat, wanna go to, hat tip to all of y'all, really, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, hat tip to you. All right. We want to go to First Church, or we want to talk about a lawsuit? Uh, let's go to First Church. I let's mean, because I still, I still got more to get off my chest. I mean, I, I wasn't done with Palestine yet, and <laughs> First Church was showing sure up to get it off my chest. All right, so let me switch screens over here. Let me get this thing out of the way here. And behind the scenes, let me find, make sure I get the right thing here. Let me drag oh, this over here. Oh, Wade in Shreveport says, I usually have my hands full with Shreveport politics. Yeah, Wade, <laughs> we, you've you got some of your politics inching over into Bozier. I mean, look, I understand y'all have a candidate that's uh running for a seat over there that's a stalker that's a yeah. Shreveport guy you know that uh is part of those districts come over into Bozier. john settle was uh telling and, me a little bit about it and uh, i gotta tell you i'm disgusted by that uh, well there was the one that got arrested over here in Bozier for impersonating a cop or something I, it's that's just the same guy okay that's yeah the same guy. yeah so yeah we 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 tend to watch you over there, Wade. We're watching the Love Shreveport Bozier Facebook <laughs> oh, Facebook page and group. He, 
He makes a good point. Allegedly. Yeah, you're allegedly. right. Amateur journalists. We, yeah, allegedly. allegedly. That's right. Yeah. Agreed. All Thank right. you for helping us. <laughs> See, okay. We're so amateur, we forget to use those keywords. That's how horrible we are. So, <laughs> so I've got the letter here. Do you recognize the top of that letterhead? You know, that name just seems eerily familiar. I've seen this company before. And you know what's just, interesting, the, to segue or, or sidetrack just for a second, but I think I've got it queued up here in a little bit, but we're going to show Jacobs' response to the Attorney General on the city stuff, where he again mentions that Wes is completely wrong about Katie Bell. Even though Katie Bell billed the city of Bossier like, what was it? Nearly seven figures for time and like 3,000 hours. <laughs> no, no wait a right. minute. See, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sidetracking. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. She didn't build the city of Bossier. I think she well, built the Metropolitan Planning Commission, who is funded, is, I think, from the city of Bossier. So technically you were wrong. Well, there it's still the city coffers paying for it. All right. Here's the letter that was posted by Whitney Skates. And it was sent to us, too. Whoa, I, I actually whoa, I got this you email. Got, you, you, you got to stop. You got to stop. You're moving too fast here. You're skipping over some important stuff here. So, like, you pointed out, says, do you recognize that name? Yeah, I recognize that name. But then I'm looking down, and I'm seeing Allison Jones, the... Uh, 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 wait a minute. Explain this. Well, hold on. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to it. Oh, so hold okay, on. okay. I'm sorry, but I'm just like I think you're jumping ahead. But uh, let's this, clarify. This letter was sent to us by Proton Mail by regular email a couple of times, and I, I don't remember Wednesday, Thursday. I can't remember the first day I got it. You know, and yeah, I was hesitant. Like, to... Some some people accuse us of like jumping out there and and oh, but no. we we had this before the peanut gallery ever put it out there right yes we did and i held off well honestly i held off because i went fishing this weekend <laughs> and i was okay, like well, i'm try. like i'm not doing hardly any politics a few facebook posts and i figured we would talk about it on the show tonight well lo and behold of course it got shared out on facebook by some other folks and so I was like, all right, finally I shared it on Bozier Watch because people kept tagging us, and it just went nuts from there. So anyway, here's the letter from Keen Miller Law Firm to Allison Jones. Now, all of you First Church people or ex-First Church people, y'all step in here and, um, you know, correct me where I'm wrong. I'm trying to do this from memory. But anyway, Allison Jones, I think, was the attorney that represented the people that sued, the former members that sued First Church over the finances and other things. I'm trying to keep it very basic. And apparently, this letter was sent to Allison. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, well, not, I keep saying basically. Uh, well, let's just read it. So it says, Dear Allison, this letter is a follow-up to my December 15th of 2022 correspondence issued on behalf of First Baptist Church of Bossier, that letter included the request that your clients cease all contact with First Bossier's, First Church's leadership, employees, current and former, and or its members. 
It also provided notice that your clients are not welcome on First Church's campus or at any First Church events, whether on or off campus. Let's stop and break down that first paragraph there. And look, folks, to remind y'all, the reason that we talk about things is if they have a political tie. And First Church was weaponized for political gain and political reasons long ago. It's been well documented by us on our show. Uh, and you can go back and see. As a matter of fact, Duke, I want to point out, because somebody mentioned in the comments that the only reason we talk about First Church is sensationalism. Well, our show number 56, which was the Monday Church Massacre, uh, I'll put the links to it in Facebook and YouTube again. That has been the highest viewed show we've ever had, by far. It's twice what everything else is. It's over 7,000 views uh, between Facebook and YouTube, and it will show 56. We had... So 250, 300 people watching simultaneously for like an hour or two? It was insane. Now, the reason we talk about it, again, is not because we care about what a church does or doesn't do. It's because, well, they basically do politics from the pulpit to keep putting it in a nutshell. All right, I've been listening. And I've been biting my tongue. I about bit it off and swallowed it. But, all right, I'm going to say a couple of words here. Yeah, the politics from the pulpit. Yeah, that's one of the reasons we focus. But I I want to also point out that First Church was politically mobilized by a lot of people in the past. And the people that are suing, the people who are being sued, all of y'all, and this this is the part where in the beginning of the show I said I'm going to piss a lot of people off and probably lose half of our viewers. Y'all all own it. You all own it. You allowed your church to be politicized, and I'm going to say some names. Mike Johnson, Ryan Gaddy, all of y'all, regardless of your political persuasion, you politicized your church. You You allowed it to happen. You allowed it to be used for political purposes. And you can call me a liar. You can say whatever you want to say. But the sad reality is it's the truth. It is the truth. And your personal interests were put ahead of what was best, you know, for the church, what was best for the community. And I'm sorry, I've got I've got no uh, empathy for you. I'm, I'm sad for my faith. I'm sad for um, our community and what's transpired. But the, 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 you look in the mirror, you own it. It's your fault. Yeah. And look, Monica Hudson says that is correct. Ryan Gaddy brought in the new pastor. And I think he even alluded to that on our show. I don't know. But he was on, he was on, well, hold on. He was on the search committee. He was on there, but he wasn't, he wasn't the only, I'm going to defend Ryan. He wasn't the only one. Did he have a hand? Yes. I'm not saying that he's solely responsible for it, but by his own admission, he played a large role in the selection of Brad. So, 
Yeah, we'll just leave yeah, it at that. Yeah, but but he was not the only one. I mean, correct. But correct. but here's the thing. Here's what I want to know. Here's what I want to know. Where where are all the people that had their hands in this deal? Where are they all at now? Are they there to repair the church? Oh, <laughs> there are reports that it's gone down from. 2,500 members a Sunday or a service down to the several hundred, 500 range. I don't know. Well, well, Rex, we talked about a long time ago, and, and it goes back into the, the, the beginning shows. You know, we talked about um, how the churches, and I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to talk about Cypress Baptist. So, you know, Cypress Baptist now is in that mode of they're building their castle, they're building their walls taller. You know, that's what first first church was doing. They were building their walls. And when you build walls and you build castles, what how why were castles built? Why were walls built? It was built to protect from the outside coming in, right? Well, I, you know, the cynic in me has to say they were, in the case of First Church, they were built so they could be burned down. But that's just the cynic in me. We've covered that as well. But the people building the churches, they were building them to protect themselves right, from right. the outside. And right. my, my point is, is here you have a letter fighting from First Church, fighting to keep people out, right or wrong. Somehow or another, I'm not thinking that's that's the way it should be at all. I, well, I, all right. I, I don't, I don't here's, get it. Here's my take on this. So in the first place, as a, you know, and, and people cringe when I say this, but it's the truth as a private organization, quasi business, a church has every right to hand somebody from their property. It is private property after all period. All right. Now, is that the right thing to do? I don't know. If if these folks, and maybe some of y'all are family members, or maybe some of the people that are being referred to in this letter in the audience, so let us know in the comments. If somebody was attending, let's say I were one of these people mentioned in this letter. Let's say I were one of Allison Jones's clients, and I were on that lawsuit against First Church. If I went into the church, raising hell, and being you know, a, a complete horse's ass, then I can see being escorted off the premises or asked to leave and not come back. I can see that. And maybe that's what happened. I do not know. But if it, if it's like, or it appears to be like a lot of the Facebook commentary was where there was the attending a funeral or something like that. There was a, a fellow that went to his grandson's um, or grandkids a soccer game or something like that. If they're wanting to ban you from that just because you were on a lawsuit, that's petty. I agree. That that is my opinion as well, too. I, I mean, I got I got two thoughts on this thing here. The people that sued and I mean, look, we beat up, we beat up jerk, you know, pretty bad. Right. And and I don't know that it was misplaced. I, I don't know that. But the accusations that were made by all the people that was sued, what where 
where's the fire? Because obviously it, it didn't take, I mean, obviously a judge ruled, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm the person that advocates that I don't have much faith in the judicial system, and I don't. But the reality is you had the opportunity to make the case. Obviously, a judge and a court didn't see it your way. Um, so that sent, tends to lend some credibility to Jerkovich and First Church's position. So, frankly, I don't know that we're in any different place and who's right, who's wrong, or whether there should even be a right or who's wrong. But what I know now is, is that we're having even more separation in that we're saying that, hey, people can't come to events, you know, or activities within this church, you know, because of something that has nothing to do with your faith. And in the big picture, this this whole big exercise, who's to blame? Who's at fault? According to this letter, it's those clients of Allison Jones. Because, look, it says, since that letter was issued, several of, several of your clients have continued to attend but, but events. But, Rex, Rex, do you think it's wrong to say to anybody that you can't attend? Let, let's say if a Muslim wants to attend With, and he wants to learn about Christianity— because he's a Muslim, should he not be able to attend? Oh, no. They should be welcome with open arms. That, that's my point. That's my right. point. So I, I, I think they should be able to attend so that they can learn. That's the point of it. But that's not what we have here. We, we have our faith is an afterthought here, in my opinion. And that's what I have a problem with. And, and that's been, the faith has been an, op, an afterthought since the beginning, which started all of this, which was the introduction of politics into all of it. This, it is, all of liter- it. this is literally weaponizing the church. It's weaponizing the church. It goes back to the beginning of business people and their money and wanting the influence of the church to be able to dictate politics for what? In my opinion, for their self-interest. And the church was a willing participant and now it's all disintegrated and the people who are a part of allowing it to disintegrate, where are they? They're not trying to mend the fences. Where are they? Well, uh, walk on water. Where is he? (laughs) I don't think, well, I'm not even going to say that. I'll just leave it at that. So, I don't even know where to yeah, go any David, further David with Jones, this. I, look, David Jones, I don't care. David Jones, you you posted it a while ago. You know, Duke and Rex equals the devil. Y'all can call us the devil. You can call us whatever you want. I mean, salt and light, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a crap. I'm just saying what's reality. And if so, if I'm wrong, you know what? I may be wrong. I, I acknowledge I could be wrong. I mean, I don't have all the answers. Don't, don't profess to have all the answers but what i am saying is what i see and what i believe to be the case i'm i'm saying it to god in the whole world right here (laughs) you know if that makes me the devil and makes you the devil rex then we're the devil (laughs) and david says that was a joke we we still like you david it's okay we've been called a lot worse trust us all right Oh, um, no doubt. All right. So I want to kind of finish reading this letter for those that are listening to the podcast version or that, you know, can't see through their phone screens or whatever. Um, 
says, for example, one of your clients recently attended a, a youth flag football game at First Church's Freedom Fields. Their presence is unwelcome and makes First Church's staff and membership feel uncomfortable. Apparently, they need safe spaces. As such, please accept this correspondence as formal demand that your clients, one, not attend or be present at any First Church events, whether on or off campus, and two, not enter a visit, be present, or remain on First Church's campus. The only exception to these restrictions is that your clients may attend a wedding or funeral service conducted at First Church, but only, only if he or she is a family member of the deceased, a member of the wedding party, or a participant in the service. For example, if he or she is asked to present a eulogy, your clients are not to attend any other Facebook First Church events including but not limited to weekly services, Sunday services, sports programs or events, concerts, camps, or special events. Appropriate action will be taken if your clients do not abide by this request. You know what? Even if if I and you, even if me and you, Rex, if the old Satans ourselves decide that we want to go to First Church and sit on the front pew and, you know, we should be able to do it. We should. Shouldn't be limited. They should be trying to get us closer to Jesus and the folks that sued them and are being anti-biblical, according to a lot of people. There's, of course, counter-arguments to that in the Bible as well. But, you know, they should be trying to bring those folks closer to Jesus, not pushing them further away. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I don't know that I can say anything else other than you're right. Okay, so that's the first church deal in a nutshell. Now, again, we were accused of sensationalism. The commentary where I shared that on on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, is still going strong. So if y'all want to go read through that, go ahead. Well, well, wait a minute. I mean, okay, you know what? Hey, if we're sensationalizing and we're being accused of that, Look, I'm open to debate. I, I say it. I, I've said it. We've we've tr- we always promote debate between people. Mm-hmm. If y'all disagree with us, I mean, you know, any any of you out there, if you want to come come on the show right now and debate this issue, and um, if you want to define the virtues of limiting who can attend a church or whatever, and defend that or say that it's right, wrong, or whatever, or you want to argue against us, by all means, message Rex, message me. You're Come, on the show. Come on the Come show. Come on the Look, show. I do want to and point out. I promise out, you, we won't, we won't beat you up. We won't. Not too bad. But all right, so here's the comment from Gary T. Rushworth. I don't guess I really know Gary, but it says, Seems Bozier Watch panders to the sensationalism of church splits. Perhaps Bozier Watch... Received a red Corvette also. No. And we haven't talked about any other church splits. At least I don't remember it unless you did a show and I wasn't on and you were talking about some other church split. I, yeah, we did I, talk look, about a little bit about Cypress and, and a Corvette or something one show. but Well, to Gary Rustworth, yes, I have a 1973 Corvette that actually I bought um, probably in the early 90s from a good friend of mine who had it while we were in high school in the 80s. And, um, 
you know, I've had it ever since then. Uh, but no, it's not red. It's gray primer. And the sensationalism of the church split. I mean, yeah, did we get a lot of viewers? Did we make money off of it or anything like that? Absolutely not. Freaking, we don't make any money doing this crap. And does it bring any people loving us because we talk about first church or the split in the church or whatever? No. You know why we talk about it? We talk about it because it is, look, I'm not as uh, good of a Christian as I probably should be. And I, I think, Rex, you would probably say the same thing, but we are both. And I think we fall into the class of the majority of people that feel left behind by the modern day church in that the priority is not on the faith and the priority is on the church and how big it is and whether or not it has the fancy flashing lights or the big show. And that, in my humble opinion, is why we have a decline in our faith. That is the problem. And I couldn't if that is us sensationalizing, then so be it. I own that like a freaking merit badge in the Boy Scouts. Well, I can't disagree with you there. I'm more of the Jesus flipping over the tables kind of guy with the money changers. All right. So I also want to point out this comment. I would have, this is Gary saying uh, in response to Lynette, Lynette, you know, trying to explain that we put information out there. Thank you, Lynette. But he says, I would have agreed with you if the article didn't start off with first Bozier legal shenanigans, which, you know, is a favorite word of mine, shenanigans. First Bozier did not file against the group. The group filed suit against the church. But that that doesn't, uh, first church is the one that sent the letter demanding that they stay off the property. Uh, that That is absolutely the issue. And I respect the fact I respect the fact that they, they're the ones that sue the church, but you know what? The, the, the church has the, the higher obligation of trying to be, bring people closer to Christ. That's their, that's their job. That that's it. They, they should be saying, you know what? If you guys want now that we've got this, the dust is settled. It's over with. Come back. Let's talk about it. Come back. Let's well, let's let's share in our common faith together. If faith is what it's all about, they should be willing to and want everybody to come together and profess their faith together. That well, that should be what it's about. Monica Hudson has a good comment for that. But first, your wife says, "Wait, y'all are getting a Corvette." And <laughs> I tried. David, I tried to get her another Corvette, and she wouldn't have none of it. She David Jones says. He's hunted with you. He wants to go on a Corvette the next time. Now you've started a trend. Hunting <laughs> hunting from a Corvette, strap the hog on. Well, I, I guess you'd have to put it on the front of the vet. I am not putting buckshot mutters on my 73 Corvette to take you duck hunting. It's not happening, David. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. But relating to what you were just saying about First Church, Monica Hudson makes a good point. She says, two wrongs don't make a right. So. I I. Yeah, I agree. So I would challenge Monica. I would challenge Monica. And this is wrong. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't even say this. But I would say, so do you think, and I say this to everybody. I mean, you know, still we're, we're over 150 folks watching live. 
I'm wondering, y'all, y'all think about Israel, think about Palestine. And do you think that Israel should just stop when, you know, they're finding kids with their heads chopped off, when they're finding whole families murdered? Do you think Israel should just stop? Should we just let bygones be bygones? I'm, I'm wondering, I, I want to know, what do y'all think? Do y'all, do y'all think that we shouldn't face evil? We shouldn't, we should just uh, withdraw? Is that what we should do? Is that what we're supposed you to know, do? I, I don't really know how to, the best way to put this. Um, no, no, they should kill them all. I'm not saying all of them is in the families and the innocent people, but the ones that are attacking Israel right now, you know, How do that, you know have, the that have, well, that's a good question. And, and, you know, I'll play nicely in my commentary with that, but let me just say that the militants or whatever it was, cause I, I've only scratched the surface of following the story the last couple of days that directly attacked and are behind this, Israel should wipe them off the face of the earth. And I think they're pretty pissed and might just do that. So we'll see. Um, I, you know, I'm more of an Old Testament guy. And, you know, there's always this divergence a little bit in Christianity and being a Christian because, you know, we're under the New Covenant, which is, you know, the birth and resurrection. Uh, uh, life and death and resurrection of Christ. And so that basically wipes out Old Testament stuff. But then everybody wants to refer back to the Ten Commandments too. So I'm more Old Testament you know, on this kind of stuff. I, I I am I am I am too. And you know the the sad reality is is there is evil and there is good in this world. And um there, there is, there is a time for peace, and there is a time for violence, and the time for violence is now. I mean that that <clears throat> is not something that we all want, and 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 it turns my stomach to think that it's because of some of my fellow countrymen and their narrow mindedness and their warped view of society about good and evil that is going to force, you know, the blood of my family to have to be given up. I mean, but, you know, it seems like that is a cycle of humanity. I mean, um, my grandfather was in World War II, served with Patton and the Hell on Wheels division, and countless people's blood was spilled, you know, to defend our freedoms. And um, people forget that there is a consequence for the decisions that we make and people in our society, when you start placing your self-interest, when you start placing um, things that are not in the best interest of everybody ahead, you know, you place your own interest ahead of what's best for everybody. That's when we get into these situations. And this thing with first church, it is about um, what's not, in the best interest of, you know, Christianity or God, it's about power and control. And I'm not saying one side or the other. I'm, I'm not saying that 
the Jerkovich crew, and I'm not saying the people that sued, you know, all of it, all of it, it's freaking wrong. All of it. And, and it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Cypress Baptist, you're heading down that road. You're, you're going down the same road and I'm going to piss a lot of people off. And I told you start of this show, I said, I'm going to make a ton of people. We might not ever have anybody watch this show again. Cypress, you're going down the same road. You're going down the same road. I used to go to that church. I moved, I moved my letter to Bel Air Baptist church because I didn't want to be a part of it. Didn't want to be a part of it. Not, and, and I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. I'm I'm not going to have nothing to do with that. I don't blame you. If that okay. makes me the devil, I'm the devil. Fine. All right. The devil in the red Corvette. Okay. So, shall we uh, Shall we do Wes's lawsuit or Cupgate next? I don't care. Pick the subject. It don't let's, make Let's do Wes's lawsuit. So, uh, Wes, and I believe he said his wife uh, was with him too, went to do the um, um, boating commissioner's training thing tonight because they apparently need more folks helping at the polls. So he apologized for not being able to come on the show, but he did send us a video. And so let me roll that video for just a few minutes. Here we go. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of the press. I'm here before you today as a concerned citizen, a combat veteran, and a retired law enforcement officer to shed light on a matter of vital importance to our community. In recent months, I've witnessed a troubling erosion of our fundamental First Amendment rights right here in Bossier City. The cornerstone of our democracy, free speech, is under threat, and I felt compelled to take action. My name is Wes Marriott and I filed a federal lawsuit today against Bossier City officials, including City Council members Jeff Darby, Jeff Free, David Montgomery, and City Attorney Charles Jacobs. These actions were taken because I firmly believe in the principles that our great nation was built upon. The lawsuit alleges numerous First Amendment violations, such as suppressing free speech, threats of removal, and secretive meetings aimed at limiting my participation in council affairs. This includes a gag order imposed by the city attorney on city employees. This lawsuit is important because a healthy democracy thrives on open discourse, dissent, and transparency. The First Amendment isn't just a right. It's a promise to the American people that their voices will always matter in government affairs. Our fight began when a petition for term limits for the city council members and the mayor was introduced in July. I questioned what I saw as delay tactics by the city council and raised concerns about their motives and their lack of transparency. In response, I was met with interruptions, threats of removal during public meetings, and on September 5th, I was even threatened with removal for pointing out the council's failure in their legal obligations and potential conflicts of interest. Disturbingly, Leaked audio later revealed that several council members had secretly plotted to change the meeting rules to silence me by allowing public comment only at the start of each meeting. When this secret meeting became public, City Attorney Jacobs threatened to involve the FBI to investigate the leak, further intensifying the suppression while ignoring the content of this secret meeting. In my lawsuit, I argue that these actions are unconstitutional. The government should not be able to silence its critics or dissenting voices. Council rules must be clear, and public officials should not retaliate against viewpoints they dislike. I'm seeking a court order to stop these unconstitutional acts. 
adequate training for the Council on First Amendment Rights, corrections to the meeting minutes, and damages, legal fees, and costs. I'm honored to be represented by the Tulane First Amendment Law Clinic and their director, Katie Schwartzman, along with Sunshine Legal Fellow, Melia Serrato and Virginia Hamrick. Our democracy is strengthened when citizens exercise their rights freely. It's time to ensure that these rights are upheld in Bossier City. Thank you. All right. So that sets the stage <laughs> now. I've shared his lawsuit out. And, and to be clear, one, they're at the, uh, at the uh, training for the um, elections deal. And number two, he also wanted to be careful in what he said because it is, you know, an ongoing lawsuit that's just been filed. Okay. I got to jump in here because there's a couple of things I got to take issue with. One, Steve Stewart made a comment I got to address, and David Jones made a comment. We'll start with David Jones. David Jones, does he live in the city? Monica. <clears throat> David, look, you know what? Whether he lives in the city or not, I don't know, is 100% um, applicable. And case in point, I was born in the city-owned Bossier Medical Center in 1970 by Dr. Mashoda. Does I don't live in the city now. I live in Benin. Does that not make me Bossier City? Do I not have a stake? Do I well, not have a say? Do I not no. have any ownership in Bossier City? Does that, does that negate me from having an opinion? No, I think now not to defend david too much but i think that he was referring to the other comment west marriott for city council which would require that he live in the city okay maybe so but i'm going to tell you you don't have to freaking live in bozier city to take ownership and right. be proud of you know your your place of birth and want to defend your home so if if that's the case he's making you know, I, I take issue with it. So Steve Stewart, he says, can you elaborate on how Cyprus following First Baptist down the hole? Well, Steve, I just want to point out, I mean, you know, allegedly Pastor Lowry, First Church during his tenure, I mean, a, a Dodge Viper, you know, and then allegedly Cyprus, the same people that enabled the Dodge Viper, enabled a new corvette for the pastor there similar thing there don't you think i mean uh first church at one time had uh you know an aspiring congressman became a congressman and now they have a congressman present i mean we're we're kind of going down the same road right and in fact i recall at one time uh, a person running for the legislature would be <clears throat> at First Church shaking hands as Sunday school would let out, only so that they could hop in their car and run up to Cyprus so they could be at the door to shake hands as everybody was coming out of the service. I, I don't know. I'm just some similarities there. What I, I, I don't know. Okay. So there you go, Steve. All right. Now, it appears that they are back uh, because Danielle, uh, Wes's wife, said as Weston's partner in crime, he won't be running for any 
anything, anywhere, anytime soon. And and I got to tell you, I mean, and I'm going to say this. I really don't know Weston. I have met, I think I've met Weston personally face-to-face one time. He came to an RPEC meeting one time uh, years ago. Shane Cheatham was the chairman at that time. He came to it. And, you know, I kind of thought, it's quirky little guy. I didn't really know about him. He seemed like he was uh, analytical and smart. Um, I didn't really know 100% what to think about him. And then now um, I'm actually kind of glad he's around because he he takes some of the pressure off of us on advertising about uh, Bossier City. But I got to tell you, it it would, um, if he did run for office now, it would almost make everything that he's doing seem for not that the only reason he was doing it was that he was running for office. So it's always a double-edged sword. I hope that he doesn't, you know, I really do. I hope that he continues. I mean, and and that's a double-edged sword here as well, because, you know, I know you have aspirations to run for political office. And if you did, I would feel betrayed if you did. Wait, what? Say that again? I'm not running. <laughs> Look, I told you, I told you when y'all called me to go and run for the peck seat the first time that that wasn't my thing. You, you see, you see how that works. That's kind of like <laughs> keywords that people put in posts trigger so that they words. can add, so that they can agitate people. I mean, hmm. trigger words. All right, so let me share this out real quick. So I've shared this on Bojewatch's Facebook page, so you can go read it there. But he did have a, a press release as well as the actual suit itself. Both of those are on. Bozier watch right now and um, so i would encourage you to uh, go take a look at those if you haven't already all right now i want to bring up something here hold on just a second because it's kind of related to this let me get rid of that screenshot this is the response letter from jacobs to the attorney general's office i'm not going to show all the pages of it because again this is on Bozier watch as well But I did want to highlight this one deal. This is talking about the secret meeting. All right. You guys are all familiar with the audio that we uh, played and that the traditional dinosaur news media, legacy news media, whatever, has picked up on. And they've run with the story as well. So we're, you know, we're glad of that. But highlighted here in yellow and in the red box, uh, talking about that allegation of a four member quorum. Here's what Jacob said, an impromptu and unplanned gathering of four city council members did take place in the office of the city council clerk. I will note that the allegation that Jeff Free, city council president, uh, that he was president was incorrect. Mr. Free had already left the building prior to said gathering. We already knew that. The four members who were present were Jeff Darby, Don Williams, David Montgomery, and Vince Maggio. I'm surprised they weren't meeting in Vince's store in the cooler. Said gathering was unplanned and occurred as four city council members accidentally stumbled into Phyllis's office. And that's that. And Phyllis was a uh, participant. In the meeting, we heard it on the recording. Yeah, they just stumbled in there, accidentally tripped, and fell in our office all at one time. Amazing. 
there, there, there was a comment that I wanted to address. I mean, look, Steve Stewart. I mean, look, you, you, you're my brother. I love you, my friend, and uh, I appreciate the good work that you do. And uh, Pastor, he says, Pastor Freem's Corvette was paid by private church members, not church funds. Do you do you think that the vehicles at First Church were paid? by the church fund and not you know the private church members it's the same thing my friend it's the exact same thing same road same road so uh david jones says ouch number three julie ferris says transparent at its finest <laughs> uh ashley uh, Bullock says, on their way to get water in the kitchen, they just tripped and all happened to fall in Phyllis's office. Um, anyway. So, uh, we do have confirmation that there were, in fact, four members there. Even though we heard only Darby, David Montgomery, and Phyllis, Bubba Don, and Vince were there. We now have confirmation, which is part of the reason we kept saying Jeffrey was there to get him to have to actually admit to that. But anyway, well, I, I don't know that this is actually, I mean, is this confirmation? I, this is just a lawsuit, right? No, this is just him answering the attorney general. That's all over open meetings, violations, accusations or allegations. Oh, okay. So it's not a lawsuit, but it's pretty con pretty confirming to me. He says, quote, the four members who were present were Jeff Darby, Don Williams, David Montgomery, and Vince Maggio. But Mr. Montgomery never formally polled or asked the four individuals concerning their individual vote. How did, but it begs the question, how did he know? How did he know? Y'all can go back and listen to the audio. It's on our site. It's been shared a zillion times. And even KTBS picked it up. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Wes Marriott. Well, here's what we got. Wes Marriott filed a federal lawsuit. He's taken over going after Bojer City. He's not running for office. And, I mean, he's, uh, he, he's you know, moving and shaking down there. Um, what else is going on in Bojer? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Let me go check. Oh, oh let me guess. We're gonna go. It's... We're gonna go talking about Halton right now, right? Halton. Yeah, Halton, and, and we're gonna talk about Halton. Is Halton oh, part oh, of Cupgate? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gonna go talk about Plain Dealing, right? Well, hold on a second. I, if we don't talk about Cupgate now that we mentioned it, I think we're gonna lose the other half of our audience. Well, ain't we supposed to talk about Plain Dealing? All right. What about Either. Sarepta? Shongaloo? <laughs> you want to cover Shongaloo? <laughs> well, wait, that's, that's Webster Parish, right? Uh, that's a good question. Well, I think well, Shongaloo's in Claiborne. Well, I think. Well, Might be wrong. well, David Womack, what about Elm Grove? We, we had some stuff we were going to talk about in Elm Grove, too, wasn't we? Well, this is kind of related to Elm Grove. It's South Bossier. Halton? I mean, Close enough. Wasn't, there, wasn't there something in Halton we were supposed to talk about? Your wife says the burn ban is lifted. And David Jones says, what is Cupgate? Well, David Jones, you know, Cupgate is something that would be right up your alley. I could see you riding around in a limousine with a pink shirt on 
with none other than your cousin. I could see that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So <laughs> hold on. I'm going to adjust this screen here and we'll get to Cupgate. All right. Hold on a second here. Publish back to live. Okay. Here we go. So I, I honestly, I do not totally understand Cupgate here. I'm going to have to be with the rest of y'all. So Rex, spill out Cupgate for us. Well, I'm going to do my best so y'all can correct me in the commentary. And look, I, I, I didn't know anything about this till I think it was Ashley Bullock sent me a message and said, hey, are you aware of Cupgate or what's going on? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Apparently, this is Allison P. Nutt. She is the daughter of Mac Plummer. And she put this long, well, she posted on her Facebook page. This long post that I've been asked by a few folks, mostly my fellow uh, 2003 Parkway grads, why dad, being Mac Plummer, hasn't been to many football games and why he wasn't in the homecoming parade this past week. We were told at the beginning of the school year that Parkway, as well as other schools, is neutral ground. This is like, what was that, um, what was that show, The Highlander? where they had neutral ground and they couldn't sword fight when they were on neutral ground, right? Okay. Um, Parkway is neutral ground and would not tolerate political campaigning. We have followed that to a T. Others, however, has not have not. This past week, not only was Dad's opponent riding around in the parade, as is his right, but he and his companions were passing out these cups. He handed them to other participants on other floats to pass out as well. The former president of the Bossier Parish School Board personally handed them out as well, endorsing his friend as he has done this entire election cycle. You may ask, why would I say something about this? It's their right to enter a float in the homecoming parade, right? Their right to wear pink hats and bring awareness to a cause so near and dear to our own family's heart. Well, you see, <laughs> the forms the school board used for signing up to have a float in the Parkway Homecoming Parade specifically stated no politics on it. That's not quite what it said. And yet, these were passed out by a car full of elected officials and election hopefuls. I do not blame those in charge of planning the parade, no. They were, to my knowledge, unaware of what would be thrown from the floats. I would assume that, as adults, they would abide by the rules set forth by the administration regarding being in said homecoming parade. It's this type of disregard for the rules, especially this close to election day, that, that makes me want to keep shouting from the rooftops. Does the general public know that the sign-up form says no politics? And no taking over the library board and no hiring a parish administrator that doesn't even live in the damn parish. Oh, I'm sorry. I interjected that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> they wouldn't think anything is amiss, but those same people notice my dad's absence. I just want people to know why he was not, or he was told not to bring his politics to the school. And by golly, he has respected that a thousand percent but will receive little to no credit for that decision and for respecting the wishes of the school and its administration. He is also a humble man and will not speak up in his own defense. 
but he did raise three very vocal daughters who will continue to do it for him. Would y'all like to see, I know many of you have seen it, and I have to say I'm a little upset because I was back there with the petitions and some folks back there helping, so I didn't have the chance to get one of these damn cups. Now I want one. But would y'all like to see what this, what this whole deal is? It's because, in like print that I have to squint to read, it says, Key Sutton for Bossier Parish Police Jury District 12. Whoa, boy. So much to, I, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So, I totally respect. I totally respect a family member wanting to defend their parent or a family member running for office. I get it. But campaign 101, stealth campaigns never win. You can't, you can't not be in the political game and expect to win. You, you can't just sit on the sideline and, and, and expect to win. And, this is classic stealth campaign tactics. You've got one opponent that is politicking and going hard and utilizing every opportunity and good grief. I mean, who went to an airline football game and had a politician at the entrance handing out push cards? Did anybody see that? Benton High School, did anybody see that? Parkway, did anybody see that? I, I mean, I'm sorry. This is a false flag. And well, look, because you, here's because I, you I'm, weren't there. You can't cry foul. I mean, you here, can't. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm with Ryan Haygood. I want to know, how do I get one of those damn cups? I was apparently within 10 feet of the cups. I saw them throwing the cups and I didn't go get a cup, mostly because the kids and other people were grabbing them and I didn't want to be rude. We were signing up term limits. I want a cup. I mean, look. You know, the old adage of iron sharpens iron it is true. And if the iron doesn't sharpen the other iron, then the the first iron is going to win on this deal. I mean, that's the way that it goes. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me just say that this post was shared in the Friends of Sobo uh, group, and it absolutely blew up. Now, on her original post, there's only 27 comments that I can see. But it went nuts in the Sobo group. And it's since been deleted. I forget who shared it in the Sobo group. So, unfortunately, you can't go back and see it now. But there's the offending cup of Cupgate. Well, well, that brings me. I mean, Jeff Sadow, you may have posted it here just a second ago. Jeff Sadow says... Plummer has had yard signs up for months, but has yet to acknowledge on campaign disclosure documents spending to purchase them. Unless there are leftovers from 2015 or earlier, he would be in violation of the law. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if 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 rocks are going to be being thrown regarding <laughs> Greg Bell, ne- never ending <laughs> good stuff from Greg. Bell. Right. Oh, you know, I I don't I don't get it. I mean, and and look, look, you've been controversial, Rex. You've been throwing who me? You yeah, you've been taking shots out there, stirring people up, and and you know we need to call you out too. I, I what I, I've been doing what you don't oh say. yeah oh yeah 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 you've been using a few keywords to make posts 
that have gotten the dander up of a lot of people out there. I mean, you even wait shenanigans. Yeah. One of your favorite words, you use the term shenanigans and you, you stirred a lot of people up. I, I just, I want to know, do you really think that it was shenanigans? Do I, <laughs> do I think there was a top secret plot between uh, Chris Smith, Shane Cheatham, Keith Sutton, Brian Hammonds? Who else was in the car? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think they said, look, we're going to put this in, you know, like size six font uh, and hope nobody sees it. And then subliminal messaging, you know, straight up back to the 70s and 80s, subliminal messaging, people are going to vote for Keith. Eh, you know, I don't know. The, Maybe the, so. the worst thought process that they all combined had was all agreeing to wear the pink shirt at the same time. That That's the worst thought that they had. I... I, I <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see them putting any more thought in it than that. Well, all right. So to, to continue on with Cupgate, just a I don't, bit. don't leave Bamberg out of it. He oh, that's right. Know. I forgot Dennis was in there. Uh, that's who I was trying to think of. Everybody was in the car. Dennis was in on it too. Conspiracy. Yeah. And he was sporting that pink shirt. Well, I got to tell you. My goodness. All right. So hold on just a second. Let me see if I can. Uh... Hey, and Steve Stewart, I, I just wanted to pop up there and say, you know, look, you, you said much respect, Duke, my friend, but we don't need to keep going back and forth. Keep up the great work. Appreciate that, Steve. And, and we agree. And look, you know, I used to go to Cyprus and I moved my letter again from Cyprus. I saw the direction it was going. That's not the direction that uh, you know, look, somebody once said to me, they said, look, you know what? There's people in society that need a certain type of pastor and a certain type of church to be able to preach to them. And, you know, then there are others. Um, I think Cyprus moved away from me and therefore I moved my letter to a church that I thought um, you know, more uh, professed my faith than, than what the direction Cyprus was going. Cyprus today has the majority of people in the parish. They have all the politicians. They have everybody. And if you want to be in the who's who, Cyprus is where you need to be. And that's not a condemnation. I'm sure that there is a good word being preached there, but I, 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 it's not, it's not for me. It's not for me. I love you, bro. All right. All right. So, um, shame wants to know you didn't like their pink hats. He says you didn't like our pink, pink hats too. Um, you know, I don't know that I noticed the pink hats. It was all the pink shirts. Um, <laughs> the pink shirts. All right. So, and and somebody's asking, so I want to know, Shane, or somebody that has one of these cups, what does the cup say on the backside? Is it the Panthers logo again, or does it say in great big bold letters, vote for Keith, 
but you can't see it till you put something cold or hot in the cup when it changes colors. Hmm. All right. I I I mean, look, I I gotta tell you, if if Cupgate is the worst political conspiracy that we can come up with in Bozier, I mean, we got a lot of problems. I mean, good grief. I mean, come uh, on. We have we have <laughs> term limits, federal lawsuits going on. I do want to show Mac Plummer's response. Is it, is that is that the best police jury attack that they can make in the Keith Sutton race? Is Cupgate? Well, now, now hold on just a second. So here's Mac Plummer's Surely response. Surely they have better than that. You know, he, he doesn't normally get out there and defend himself, but I guess he felt he had to at this. Mac Plummer says, I haven't entered the fray on Facebook, mainly because my rule book tells me to turn the other cheek, just like you did to the library lady when y'all kicked her off the library. I have and will continue to offer the other. I am not inclined to respond to those who wish to question my integrity or why I choose to do what I think is best for me, my family, and the people I represent. Now, it really should be, if he's talking about being on the police jury, uh, being a police juror, it should be the other way around. I think he subconsciously put it in the order that he was thinking. Him, his family, and then the people he represents should be the other way around. My opinion is that no one wins in the court of public opinion. Wait, you're running for public office. All right. There are only those who lose the respect and confidence of the people who watch and listen to uh, see and hear what is transpiring. All my comments and campaigning have been and will be positive. You know, that's a good thing. It has been my honor to be a part of the entire parish and city leadership, along with the contributing organizations that have been a part of putting Bossier Parish on the map as a gym in North Louisiana and the place where people want to live. Bossier is and always will be my home, the only one I've ever known. I ask for your support so that I can continue to fulfill the commitments I have made to the people when I first started on this journey. Okay. Okay. I read it, I read it with enthusiasm. You did. You did. I mean, look, I don't know Mac Plummer. I don't know that I've ever met Mac Plummer and Mac Plummer may be a fine individual, but what I would say, I will go back to and Mac Plummer, your comments and Juliana Parks and, you know, uh, Tom Salzer, uh, Doug Rimmer, all you folks that are taking credit for the success and advancement of Bozier, it's not because of you. It's not because of you at all. In fact, I'm going to go back to George DeMint. George DeMint said, and I will quote, he said, you know, the jewel in the crown of Bozier is the employees of Bozier. And it was the employees of Bozier that made Bozier the place that everybody wanted to come. You know, that encompasses public safety, that encompasses the teachers. It doesn't mean the politicians. All of you people, you know, you elected officials, you have lost sight of the fact that it's not about you. You're, you're not the reason. You're trying to lay claim to something that you had no part of. I mean, lay claim to the things that you have done, such as violating the law and taking over the library board and appointing members of the police jury, you know, 
uh, contrary to, to what statute says. You know, uh, lay claim to your violating the law in appointing a parish administrator who is required by law to be a resident of this parish who didn't live in this parish. And that's fine. Y'all, like Juliana Parks did, can call me a liar only to then acknowledge that what I said was even accurate and that when you did it, you knew you were in violation of the law. You knew that they weren't even a resident of the parish. But for your political purposes, lie to the public, tell them that we're the bad guys, that we're the devil, that we're the liars. You know, I I, I don't I don't get it, Rex. I, I don't get it to y'all watching that these people they tell you one thing and they do something else. And how is it they feel so emboldened to just outright lie to your face? How, how is it? And vilify the people that are exposing them. I mean, you you were there. You seen it. Uh, we have the video. We recorded it. Juliana Parks called me a liar. Oh, and then repeatedly. Doug, and then Doug Rimmer gets up there and acknowledges that not only was what I was saying was true, but that they knew it before they did it, that he wasn't a resident of the parish. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, she repeatedly called you a liar, and then ta Tom Salser opened mouth and changed feet multiple times during that meeting. I, I'm When I have time, I'm going to make some little short videos, you know, and, and do my thing and get those posted on Bozier Watch because it was just gold. But you're right. They just do it, and they don't even blink an eye. They don't. They hardly bat an eye. I don't understand this either. And I mean, I do. Jeff Sadow, last show, Jeff Sadow made an interesting point, and I didn't completely grasp it when he made the comment during the live show. But since then, I think I'm pretty sure what he was saying. You know, Tom Salzer, Sobo guy. So all all of y'all from Sobo watching, Tom. Tom Salzer was minimizing or trying to minimize the people of Bossier City who supported term limits for Bossier City government. He was trying to minimize your support in saying that it wasn't representative of the whole population. And he, he was basically trying to pour water on the fire and, and, I, I I don't know if he understood it, that it was just a budget. I, th I think he thinks that it was more than that in his ignorance. But Jeff Sadow pointed out that this is coming from a guy who's never run a race. He's never had one vote cast for him. Right. Well, if I understood that correctly. I think that is correct. Uh, Ashley Bullock says Tom Salser is District 11, which encompasses most of Shady Grove. Um your wife has a good point, she says, uh, because they continually get away with their lies and, and have become emboldened. Yeah, look at it this way, folks. The only thing standing between the politicians and the truth getting out there, or, or well, let me say that the right way, the only thing standing as a buffer between the politicians and you and their lies is us and other folks like you know, Shane and Keith doing the two guys on the sidewalk and uh, Wes doing the Sobo Live stuff and Sadow doing his writing. Not so much the news media. 
I mean, they only pick up and run with stuff once it gets, you know, so loud that uh, they can't ignore it anymore. I, We're the I, only thing standing in the way. It is it is it lies? Is it really lies? I mean, or is it laziness? Is it? Oh, it's lies. What? No, 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 no. Let, let me. Well, okay. There, let there's me, no let mis. Me, there's no misspoke and none of that horse crap. That's me, all political speak of people who well, don't let, have a set of nuts. I'm gonna play. They lie. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. It, it, so if you're one of those guys and you get elected and you go in there, do you just defer to the parish or city attorney to tell you what to say or do? And if they say this is what we should do, we do it and we don't question it and we don't do any homework. I mean, so my question becomes, you know, if that's what they're doing, that indicates to me that they're not studying the topic and they're just deferring to somebody to tell them what they should do. And they're not doing the bidding of the people. It's laziness. It's not that they're lying, because if they were lying, that means they know for a fact that it's wrong and they're choosing to deceive the public and, and do. I don't know if it's not lying or laziness. I, I think it's probably both. I can name plenty of instances where it's flat out lying. Now, there in some of the politicians and bureaucrats' defense, since we're trying to play defender of them now, um, in some cases it probably is a laziness to actually reach into the topic, or they're just too stupid to do anything but depend on you know Patrick Jackson's advice or Charles Jacobs' advice. Uh, maybe there's that. That's pure stupidity. All right. Um, I, that's pretty much everything I think we had on the list. I mean, we've been rambling on now for two and a half hours. We've still got 120 some odd people watching. That's pretty darn good. Um, you got anything else, Mr. Lowry? Anything else we need to go over and talk about? Did, did, what did I miss? Did anyone want to weigh in on our mistakes and our articulation of the church stuff, you know, first church Cyprus. I mean, Steve Stewart was commenting. Steve is a good friend of mine. I mean, look, y'all may not know a lot about Steve, but Steve, um, he has a, um, a deal where he cooks food for a lot of the indigent people and people who are in need of that can't cook for themselves and stuff. He cooks these meals and stuff. And I've donated to uh, him and his cause to cook meals uh, for people. And he goes and distributes them out. Steve, he doesn't advertise it. He, he is a great guy, a, a faithful uh, servant and respect him immensely. And, um, uh, you know, I, I appreciate Steve's comments, but, you know, we, we had other folks that wanted to come on the show ahead of time. And we said, you know what, we're going to open this up to everybody. If anybody wants to come in and give their two cents and say, hey, y'all are wrong and here's why, we want to open it up to everybody. Yeah, everybody's welcome to come on. Uh, I want to address the question from Danielle Marriott. She says, I have a question. Who named this episode Western Rising? I'll never hear the end of it. Uh, guilty, as, <laughs> guilty as charged. And to, to be honest, I've had I See a Bad Moon Rising playing in the back of my mind all day. Yeah, who was that? Was that Three Dog Night? 
Was that the name of the group? Uh, I think it was. I, nah, yeah, I should I know that remember. already. Uh, Weston says, thank you for covering our suit. Uh, sorry, we're late to the show. Oh, look, I want to address one last topic because I would be remiss if I didn't. So I also shared out on the Facebook page, one of Dodie's videos. And I put on there that. Oh uh, yeah. More of your shenanigans. More of my shenanigans. Let me see if I can find this thing. Hold on just a second here. And I shared out that, um, she had, uh, Ditched our meeting. What did I say? She had ditched our meeting. What? A, what? Oh what yeah, exactly yeah. You, you said you you said I don't. Remember. You said she bailed or she, oh she bailed. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's it. All right. So hold on. Let me let me go over here. Let's see. Oh, Credence Clearwater Revival. There you CCR. go. CCR. Yes. Thank yes, you. Sir. It's uh it's difficult to think of some of those things on the fly, but here we go. Okay, so here it is. So. Uh, and I, I'm guilty of it. I, I'm the one that posted it, but said uh, we've heard from Chris Turner and here is Representative Dodie Horton, although she did bail on the debate. What say y'all? Now, let me be clear. I'm not in Dodie's district, but I absolutely support Dodie. If I were in her district, I would vote for Dodie. One, she stood behind the burn chamber uh, ordeal. She literally at a PEC meeting in Benton told the Maddens, well, she didn't well, say goes shove it, but wait, wait a minute. She stood behind the burn chamber deal. Stood behind the citizens in the burn chamber ordeal. So, let me clarify: getting the burn chamber it, but, out. So the citizens were against the burn chamber. The vast majority of them were yes, against it remaining. Okay, as as that? a business how enterprise. Know, how do you know that? Because I spent a whole lot of time in Webster Parish and South Bossier area uh, and literally was right in the middle of it and talked to a large portion okay. of the folks. Okay, over. I was in the middle of it too, but I don't recall it being that that one-sided. Uh, well, I'm not sure what you were in the middle of. I didn't say everybody. I said the vast majority of folks were against the burn chamber staying. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm just saying I don't remember it that way because I remember I was advocating for it to stay because it was proven to be a foolproof way of remediating a lot of waste. And I thought it would actually be a economic driver. I, I well, thought it would be a good deal. Let me put it this way. I wasn't completely against it being removed. But Dodie, and this is not just Dodie saying it, this is me literally being in the middle of it. Most of the folks, the majority, were against that burn chamber staying out there after all the uh, M6 was disposed of. They wanted it removed, and eventually it was. My point, as that relates to Dodie, is the Maddens were trying to make a business enterprise out of it. That's fine. But she told them that she was not going to stand with them, literally told them to their face in a nice way, uh, but told them up at Mike Collier's place during a PEC meeting, of all things, that uh, she she couldn't stand behind that because the majority of her constituents were not for that burn chamber staying as a business enterprise. Now, she also did her best to stand behind getting Robert Barry out or doing something about the Cypress district district situation. Now, she now got look, railroaded a little bit by some lobbyists, but 
now look, I I I respect on the on the burn chamber thing that mm -hmm. you know if the perception was that a majority of the citizens didn't want it. I don't I don't know if that's conclusive or not, but I I will respect because the truth of the matter is, I don't think it was. I I think it was a coin flip as to whether or not the majority of people wanted it or against it. You know, I, I don't know that you can really say for sure one way or the other, but if she felt like that the majority of citizens felt that way, I, you know, I commended her first. I commend her for standing with the people on the Cypress district. I, I definitely, I have to give her credit because I know without a shadow of a doubt on that one, I agree with you that the majority of citizens up here feel like the Cypress district, me included, that the Cypress district is running over people up here. And she wholeheartedly didn't go along with the good old boys, which is why a majority of them are all chomping at the bits to see her gone. Uh, she stood with the people up here. Totally yeah, agree. Did. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're no. talking about is, as you said, she bailed. Well, yeah, because she did. She, she had a meeting. To, and I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. It's oh, just a fact. She, she had well, a meeting she, to attend she, in Baton Rouge or whatever it was. Well, but she's not the chairman of the committee. And and I, I'm gonna, I mean, look, here's what I'm going to say. Okay, we had a debate scheduled. We scheduled a date. She agreed to come on. And, okay, she emailed and said a committee meeting has been scheduled and she has to participate regarding taxes. So should she have come on the debate or should she have went to the committee meeting? Well, that's not the point. The point is she should have at least offered to reschedule and she did not. Well, now that's accurate because that is a hundred percent accurate. That, she that has is, both of our phone numbers. As a matter of fact, that, I even saw her, in between that, that time frame at, um, oh, what's the seafood place over there? I always forget the name of it. Uh, right there by uh, Andy's Custard. Um, anyway, I saw her and Gary in there eating. She And she's got both of our phone numbers. She could have, hey, uh, I'd like to reschedule or can we do it on another night? Now, I'm not faulting her for that again. If I could pull the lever for in their district uh, was district nine or whatever. I pulled the lever for doting and, and nothing against Chris. We had a really in interesting conversation with Chris. I just don't think he's running for the right office, but I would pull the lever for Doty and heartbeat. So I want to put that to rest that it's not flying burger. Thank you, Steven. Uh, well, so I want to put that debate that I'm not trying to do that to, you know, carry any water for Chris Turner. Cause I'm not. Well, I mean, look, I, I, you know, this this issue brings a lot of questions because we tried to put a lot of debates together. And right. in, in fact, one in particular, Alan Seaball, uh, a.k.a. Biscuit, you know, and the coach down there, we tried to put a, a debate together for them. I mean, I, I, I mean, look, you, you know, I don't have no love loss for Seabiscuit. I don't. I mean, I, I think he is pompous. I think he is arrogant. Is he conservative? 
Yeah. Is he limited government? Yeah, he is on all that stuff. And but I sucked it up. I asked him, I said, hey, put a debate together. Will you debate, you know, the coach down there? And he said, absolutely. Yeah. He agreed. Sent a message to the coach. And what did the coach say? Nope. Uh-uh. Ain't going to have none of it. Calf rope. Not, not doing it. He wouldn't debate him. So I got, you got to respect somebody that will debate. Yeah. I, I, as, as bad as it pains me to say it, the fact of the matter is, is, uh, Seaball was willing to debate and willing to show up. So on this deal with, with Dodie and Chris, you know, if, if you want to say that there's some other reason why that there wasn't the debate took place here, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, I believe all candidates, regardless, you should debate. I mean, the public deserves the, and, and I'm not talking about a forum. You know, here, here's the problem, because there's too many of these stupid forums where the candidates, you get up there, hi, my name is Joe Blow. I believe that the sky is blue, and when the wind blows, it's cold. I'm a Christian you know, conservative. That's the buzzword. It, yeah, and I support the Second Amendment, and you know what? I'm against abortion. Rah, 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 rah. Enough of that crap. I mean, we've had enough of that. And the mainstream media, you're the worst at doing it. I mean, I'm sorry. Enough of that crap. Let's get the candidates together, and y'all need to argue and debate. Whether you like each other or not, that's how we know. Just like... And I don't care. Juliana Parks, you can hate my guts forever. I could give a damn less. In fact, uh, okay, here's where here's another part of that where if everybody watching wants to cut us off, I mean, I'm sorry. I appreciate the fact that you guys watch us and you listen to what I'm saying. If I offend you, I'm sorry that that offends you. But you know what? That's part of debate. It's part of debate that I offend you. You're welcome to comment and tell us that you don't agree with us and, you know, that we you think we're stupid, you think we're ugly, you think we're vile, whatever. You're free to do all that. I don't care. But it's only through that dialogue that we progress. And when politicians don't agree to debate or to have that dialogue back and forth, we're not made better. In fact, we're made worse. We're made weaker. I mean, we have to have that. And we're not having enough of that. We're having these stupid forums where people say, I'm the prettiest candidate. Rah, 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 you should vote for me. And we're not getting down to the substance. We've got to have more than that. Exactly correct. Well, look, a good example is the Adam Bass-Robert Mills debate that we have, which, you know, most of the feedback, the vast majority that we've had has been very positive about it, that we treated both candidates fairly, but they didn't get softball questions. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Haygood says Alan Seaball is the problem with Louisiana. Mean and nasty. He would rather sabotage an opponent than work with him to get things done. You know what? I think, I think Ryan's right about that, but I, I, I will say this about Alan Seaball. If you freaking ask him, he's going to tell you what you think, what yeah. he thinks. You may not like it, 
and he don't give a damn, he's going to tell you. I don't like him, but I, I can appreciate that in him. I can appreciate. It. I think he's. I think he's a peckerhead, and I think he's rude, obnoxious. And if he loses this race, it'll it'll not be because of where he stands on the issue. It'll be because of him and his personal traits and how he has treated people. That'll be why he loses. It'll be about that he's not a nice guy. That'll be right. the reason that he loses. It won't be on the issues. Right. I agree with that. All right. David Jones says forums are worthless. Plays for incumbents. Can't disagree with that. All right. Anything else since I kind of sidetracked and but I wanted to address the Doty comment and the reason that I put that there. I don't know. I don't know how long we've been going here. And, I don't know. I you know, think it's starting to get daylight outside. But. Yeah, maybe. There's still a hundred folks watching. And to all of y'all, you know, thank you and hat tip to you for continuing to watch. You know, you're listening to us uh, debate. You're, you're listening to us articulate ideas. You're listening to us. We're not right on everything. We're not. We don't profess to be right on everything. But we are hopeful that we will make our community better. You know, we're, we're hopeful that we will progress. Um, you know, we don't, we don't expect everybody to agree with us. We don't at all. We don't. Hey, that's yeah. why we have comments. We don't really moderate the comments unless you get really, really, as a matter of fact, we never had to moderate the comments. We encourage you to comment. And we, you know, we have an open door policy as far as politicians or bureaucrats coming on the show or people running for office. And every now and then we'll have call-ins, like you said, Duke. I think that's a, a good idea. We've only done one or two of those. Now, I do want to address one thing. Janet Lindsay says, I thought it was Adam and Mills. You said Barry, I think. I may have, after two hours and 47 minutes of talking and trying to remember things to say, I may have. Uh, as the politicians yeah. say, misspoke. At the end of the day, guys, we're no different than all of y'all. I mean, Rex and I, we're, we are, we are you. I mean, the only thing difference between us is we finally just said to hell with it. We're going to do this stupid show, as Julianne Park says, and, you know, talk about the things that everybody talks in private conversations, except we're just going to broadcast our conversation across the whole world for everybody to see. And we don't so, care if it makes you mad. It makes you mad. You can scroll right on by and you look 300, right 300 plus hours of content later, 175 plus shows. We're still doing it every Tuesday or almost every Tuesday anyway. Yeah, that's right. So thank God for freedom of speech in this country. And, you know, as we sign off, uh, y'all pray for Israel and, uh, Let's hope that our sons and daughters aren't drug into uh, blood and, and despair and death and anguish. And uh, hopefully it uh, is not going to show up in our community and on our streets uh, here in our society. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid that it's going to. And um, I'll just stop right there. Uh, let's just leave it at that. I can't, uh, don't have anything really any better to say after that. All right, folks, appreciate y'all watching. 
Y'all know the drill. If you have some information you want to send us, bozierwatch at protonmail.com. Make you a free ProtonMail account. Don't put uh, any identifying information in it. If it's something that you want to remain anonymous, send it over to us. We do pay attention to those. Um, anyway, that's pretty much it. Good night. Good night. <laughs>